Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord Tower. Praise you, Lord. I know some of you were looking forward to hearing Sister Carla, but Sister Carla's mom is in the hospital, and she's now doing to you, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And I want to ask everyone to please um, keep um, Sister Carla's mom in prayer. Her mother is now doing to good. She's in the hospital. And Sister Carla informed me uh, yesterday. Praise the Lord. And we've been praying. I've been praying for her. Praise the Lord. And I want to ask everyone, yeah, everybody else who can pray to pray for her mom to recover. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. They were doing some uh, exam on her, and uh, we don't know the result yet. Carla, uh, Sister Carla was waiting for to get uh, an answer from the hospital. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. But we, we will definitely pray for her tonight, and we will ask the Lord to praise the Lord, to have mercy, and to praise God, heal her, bring healing to her body, bring healing to the family, bring strength to the family. Help the family to, to go through whatever they're going through, through its painful situation, hallelujah, and, and go through it in victory in the name of the Lord. That whatever, whatever is the plan of the Lord, the will of God be done in the midst of all this, brothers and sisters. It's very sad. She is a very nice uh, sister in the Lord. Her mom came over last year. We met her or three years ago already. And she was not such an awesome person to meet in person. Uh, very humble servant of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. But let the will of God be down, brothers and sisters. Amen. Praise you, Lord. I want to go ahead tonight and, uh, hallelujah, go into the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want I want to talk about, um, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Matthew 24, the good servant or the evil servant. I want to I want to talk about servanthood, serving the Lord as a servant of the Lord. Praise the Lord, because the servant, the servants are going to be blessed, as Revelation 23, 22. I'm sorry, and 21, 22, and so they're going to be blessed, brothers and sisters, by the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, and we want to be good servants of the Lord, good servants of the grace of the Lord. Amen. In these last days, thank you, Lord. We want to do our best uh, to please the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the middle of everything that is coming, there is so much coming. Thank you, Lord, that as a servant, we want to be ready for everything that is coming, serving the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because there's so much coming, we want to be ready. We want to be prepared. We want to be seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. Revelation 22, 9 says, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he said unto me, see that thou do it now, for I am thy fellow servant. Hallelujah. Even angels consider themselves servants. And of thy brethren, the prophet, and them which keep the word of thy book and worship God. It's what the angel says to John. Even angels consider themselves servants. 
and we're going to talk about serving her, being a servant of the Lord, being a good servant, but we know there's also a bad servant. And we want we want to go through the word tonight and consider the both, the good and the bad, and see uh, the blessing of being a good servant. Praise the Lord. Praise to God. Shalom there, brother. It's so important to be a good servant of the Lord. We serve the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so good. And so it's important to be a good servant. Hallelujah. Of this grace and this grace of the Lord that we're in, brothers and sisters. Some say of the grace. How can we serve the Lord in this grace that he has called us to praise the Lord, serve him? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus is coming soon, brothers and sisters. And we want to be ready for his coming. Thank you, Lord, because he's coming in an hour that no one knows. Thank you, Jesus. He's coming in an hour uh, when no one expects him to come. And there might be a few expecting him to come, but the, the majority of people are not expecting the Lord to come. Praise the Lord. And it is in, it, well, Jesus is the light. He's coming in a darkened hour. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But, but Jesus is the light. We don't need to be worried or concerned. Is that our lives are ready for the coming of Jesus. This is so important. Our heart, our life is ready. So when Jesus comes, we are ready to take him up. We're ready to, to the pasture. We are ready to go back home to our home, to our heavenly home. It is so important, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is so good. So let me go ahead and go into the word. Matthew 24, hallelujah, after Jesus speaking in verse 40, he said that then there should, be, uh, there should be two in the field, one should be received and the other one should be refused. So one will be taken and the other one will be left. We know this is rapture. This is a rapture happening in Matthew 24, 40. One is taken, one is left. Then verse 41, two women should be grinding in the mill, one should be Receive and the other one to be refused. One will be taken and the other one will be left. Rapture, very clear. Amen. So praise the Lord. Now, the servants of the rapture, verse 42. Watch therefore, for ye not know what, what hour your master will come. See, this is the thing that we've been warned about. No one has any idea when, uh, what hour Jesus is coming. We know he is coming soon. That's why we're repenting. We, we want to meet the Lord. We want to be ready for the Lord. But the day and the hour, no one knows, says the word of God. Amen. Praise you, Lord. So as a servant of the Lord, we must be ready at all times. Verse 43. And, this, and of this be sure that if the good man of the house knew while watch the thief will come, he will surely watch and not suffer his house to be dug through. Amen. For that. Therefore, be ye also ready for in the hour of ye think now will the Son of Man come. We don't know the hour, so it's not going to be in our mind when he comes. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful servant and wise whom his master had made him ruler over his household to give them meat in season. All the translations said in due season. Well, these are you and I that the Lord has promised to provide to that the Lord has promised to take care of. It is you and I, the bride of Christ. He has promised us that he's going to take care of us, brothers and sisters. And we are believing the Lord. We are trusting the Lord. 
but we must be good servants. Hallelujah. And we must serve him well. Because Jesus talked about evil servants, hallelujah. And God for sure don't want us to be evil servants, but good servants of the Lord. Good servants, hallelujah, serve him well. Praise the Lord. And we're going to go into the Bible tonight, into the Word of God, and we're going to study this in the Old Testament in Genesis. How did they serve God? How did these men and women serve God? And let me tell you who was a servant in the Bible. Abraham was a servant of the Lord. Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and the people of Israel. I'm going to stay, Joseph, I'm going to stay with them there and just share with you, brothers and sisters, how good servants they were according to the word of God. And it will teach us how to be good servants ourselves to the Lord. Praise the Lord. How to serve the Lord better. It's what we need to learn according to the word of God. It's just so important in this last day that we learn to serve the Lord well. Because Jesus is coming, brothers and sisters, and he's going to reward each and one of us according to our works, brothers and sisters, according to what we have done for the Lord. And if we've been good servants, we will receive great reward. But if we've been evil servants, brothers and sisters, we are not going to receive good reward. That, that's what the word. The Bible is very clear in that regard. Let me keep reading. Verse 40, uh, 46 of Matthew 24. Blessed is that servant. Whom his master, when he comes, shall find him doing, finds, do, doing, hallelujah. What, what is he doing? He's doing the will of God. What is he doing? What God told him to do. What God told him what to do. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's just so very important that we are doing what God wants us to do, the will of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 47. Verily I said unto you, he should make him ruler over all his house good. In other words, if we are good servants, brothers and sisters, we will rule over Christ a thousand years. We will rule over Christ an eternity. It's very simple. Him that overcome was set on my throne as I have set on my father's throne. Revelation 3. Praise the Lord. It's very simple, very clear. We need to overcome. We need to be a good servant, a good steward. Brothers, as I said unto you, he should make him ruler over all his good. Everything God has, everything God owns, which is everything. He promised to make us good rulers, brother. Make him ruler over all his good. Not God will not hold anything from us as we are good servants. It's very important to be a good servant of Christ, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And we'll learn from the word of God, for sure. Verse 48. But if he, if he that evil servant should say in his heart, my master doth defer his coming. Other translations say, my master delay. If that evil servant, hallelujah, that evil servant, all he has in his mind is time. And because the coming of Jesus, the rapture has delayed so much, began to beat up upon his other servant, his other brothers and sisters. Sounds like familiar with what a lot of people are doing, beating up on other people. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. This morning, the Lord gave me a vision of the, of the difficult days that are ahead of us. Brothers and sisters, before we get raptured, and, and I saw people, uh, praise the Lord, ready to fight with other people 
just for preaching the word, for 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 meaning, meaningless. I won't say the word is meaningless, but we're meaningless argument, brothers and sisters. Just wanted to argue and and fight people. And I got confronted when I, by, by other ministry, other ministers, and I immediately let them know. I said, no, 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 I'm not getting into this. This is not what the Lord has called me to do, to get into argument, division, dissension, things of the flesh, things of the, of the pet of hell, things of the devil. And every time I see those things, brothers and sisters, I don't want to be part of that because I know what the Lord has called us. And it's to walk in peace, brothers and sisters. It's just very important. The Lord was showing me this morning that in a dream that this is coming even more than, than more. And we have to be careful that we are not caught up in argument between each other. That we're not in argument, brothers and sisters, one with one another. If if you don't like my teaching, or if I don't if if I don't like what you're teaching, Leave it out to the Lord. Pray about it. Give it unto the Lord, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. If I say something that may offend you, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for offending you. And so we have to be able to say, I'm sorry to one another. Praise the Lord. But not get into argument, brothers and sisters. And these ministers came to me, and and they say, uh, they were arguing whether, whether I have seen the Lord Jesus or not. And I said, hallelujah, that I have seen the Lord. The, the minister was telling me, with other ministers, that no one has seen the Lord. And that anyone that said that has seen the Lord is a full prophet, he was saying to me, with other ministers. And, and I immediately, brothers and sisters, this minister, I was ministering to someone there. And as someone was coming to the Lord, praying to the knowledge of the Lord, giving the life to the Lord, these ministers came to the Lord, and, and, and they knew this neighbors, but ministered to this neighbors. And I was ministering to this, to this lady, and they came and sought me there, immediately said, they said, if, if anyone say they have seen the Lord, seen God, it's a full prophet. Jesus is God, brothers and sisters. And I raised my hand and I said, I have seen the Lord. Praise the Lord. And they immediately wanted to argue with me. Praise the Lord. Praise the God. But one thing also they did was they lay hand on this young man who was there. And the minister pushed his neck back to make him fall, supposedly under the power of God. But he was pushing his neck down. And I always disagree with this, brothers and sisters. When you're pushing someone down to the floor against the person's will, I, I disagree with that, brothers and sisters. I don't think the power of God worked this way. The Lord has led me to pray for people who are fell under the power of God, but I have not pushed them, not pushed them. And he, he, was, he was bending that young man's neck down, backward, while he was holding with the, the young man's body with one hand, pushing the other with the other right hand up on its forehead, pushing him down to the floor. And he thought this was, he was showing me supposedly the power of God, but he was pushing him down to the floor. And I saw when the young man's body hit, hit the floor. He hit the floor. And I, I, I could see how uncomfortable this young man was. 
but he was being respectful because it was a pastor doing it. And I said, I don't agree with this. I'm so sorry, but I don't agree with this. And he immediately wanted to argue with me, and I said, no. Praise the Lord. I'm not, I'm not going to get into an argument because I, I noticed that one thing will lead into another thing. And I said, no, I don't agree with doing this to someone the way he did. This is not the power of God. I've seen the power of God so many times. This is not the power of God. I'm sorry if you think this is. Then he says, can we pray for you? And I said, no, thank you. And I walked away, and they, they wanted to argue. They really just wanted to argue. They just wanted to argue. Why would I let him push me down to the floor, push my neck back while I'm standing, supposedly praying for me? Praise the Lord. Just to make a point, you don't pray with someone when you're having a conversation, and you say, I'm, let, let me do this to you just to make a point. There's, there's no making a point, brothers and sisters, this way. Praise the Lord. And I feel so bad for the young man. Praise the Lord. But I let them know I don't agree with this. And I walked away. The, the minister, all three ministers wanted to argue with me. I said, no, I don't do this. This is, this is not me. And I walked away. Praise the Lord. And the Lord wanted me to see this because this is going to happen more and more as we go on, brothers and sisters, in our daily life. We're going to experience people this way, praise the Lord, who will offend other people. And Jesus talked about these things in his word. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. In Matthew 18, this is what Jesus said, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Matthew 18. The same time his disciple came unto Jesus saying, Who is the greater in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called the little child unto him and said to him, in the middle of them, and said, Verily I said unto you, as ye be converted and become as a little children, ye should not enter into the kingdom of heaven. We need to be like little children. Brothers and sisters, we rejoice, we praise God, praise the Lord, we worship together if we need to, we seek the Lord together as little children with one another, not seeking to offend one another, but to love one another. Verse 4, Whosoever therefore shall, shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greater in the kingdom of heaven. You see what God is seeking from each and one of us, brothers and sisters, as a servant of the Lord, that we humble ourselves. And this cannot happen unless we practice. Brothers and sisters, in the garden there was no pride. There was, there was, no, there was no doubt or unbelief. Adam and Eve had no pride, had no doubt, and had no unbelief. These are the three things that Jesus told me that I need to repent every day and to teach others to do so, to repent pride, doubt, and unbelief. Why? Because remember, faith is part of our daily our life. Adam and Eve walk in faith, by faith, live by faith. It doesn't even talk about faith in the garden. When you read Genesis 1, 2, it doesn't talk about, in 3, it doesn't talk about faith. Why is that? Because faith is the normal. Faith is the normal. This is, this is why Jesus, Jesus taught me this way. Repent, pray down unbelief, and, and, and you will walk by faith. You'll see faith walk in your, in your life. And I see I have grown so much in faith, oh, glory to Jesus, not to me, brothers and sisters. And the Lord has taught me so well that if I repent, pray down unbelief, I will see faith in my life so much. Because faith is the natural in us. 
the, the devil has brought to us is pride, it is doubt, it is unbelief. That's not natural in us. Pride, doubt, and unbelief is not natural. It's what the devil brought to us. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And that's why we're pride, doubt, and unbelief. We have accepted as natural, but it's not. Faith is natural. Whatever God says is natural. His word is true. Everything God stands for is true. That's the natural. That's how Adam and Eve walk with the Lord in the cool of the day. He will come every day to the garden and spend time with them every single day. Jesus told me he came to the garden and spent time with Adam and Eve. Brothers and sisters, faith is natural. What is not natural is pride. It is doubt and it is unbelief. These three things is hunting people around the world. But hundreds of people who have heard this message from years to now have begun to repent pride and unbelief. I noticed how much your faith has grown in the Lord. And people write to me thanking me. And I say, no, glory to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because it's been the Lord teaching me, brothers and sisters. We need to walk in the natural. We need to walk by faith, not by sight, the word of God says. Thank you, Lord. Whatever God says is true. It is true. It is the absolute truth. His word is the absolute truth. By his word, the heaven, the heaven and the earth were created. That's how Adam and Eve live, and that's how they walk every day of their life. They have no doubt. They have no unbelief. They have no pride. Thank you, Lord. This is why now we are commanded to humble ourselves, because there's pride in each and one of us. The Lord, have, I remember the Lord revealing to me that pride is in the air. Pride is in the food we eat. Pride is everywhere. The devil has contaminated us with pride. That will not believe so much that we think it's normal. I heard people saying the pride, the Tao, and Tao and unbelief is normal. No, it's not. Adam and Eve did not have this thing in their life at all. Read Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 and, and figure out from there. Read it and ask the Lord to give you understanding and, and let the Lord teach you about the things that he, he gave Adam and Eve. In which was not pride down unbelief. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5. Um, hallelujah. Um, Matthew 18. And whosoever shall receive one such a little child in my name, receive me. Thank you, Lord. You see, Adam and Eve has no problem. Hallelujah. Have an angel coming from, from the throne of the Lord or having the Lord come in. Because they knew if it came from the Lord, it's of God. They had no doubt. They had no unbelief about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 6. But whosoever to offend one of these little ones which believe in me, if it were better for him that a millstone be hanged about his neck, that he were dropped in the depth of the sea. Why is Jesus saying these things? Why is he willing to throw someone to the, to the bottom of the sea like, like a dragon, like Satan. Why is he so willing to throw someone where he's going to throw Satan? Who would, who would uh, praise the Lord, who will offend one of his little ones that which believe in him? Because we are supposed to be a blessing. We walk by faith, not by sight. And we are supposed to help other people, lead other people to Christ, lead other people to serve God. Thank you, Lord. We lead people to Christ 
Be careful we don't lead people to us or to you. No, we lead people to Christ. This is why people need to learn to repent their own sin and seek the Lord every day. It is so important people practice faith, to live by faith, not by sight. So important as a believer. But whosoever to offend one of the little ones which believe in me, it's a worse better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck that he were drawn into the depth of the sea. Why it was better for him? Because he will be thrown in the lake of fire, and the lake of fire is worse. So this will be better for him to be thrown in the bottom of the sea. Praise the Lord. Maybe the Lord will have mercy and allow him to breathe in the bottom of the sea. And watch the, the shark and, and the fish and all that. Go by him or by her. That in the lake of fire, he or she will not see anything but torment and punishment. So Jesus said it will be better that a millstone will hang about his neck and that he will drown in the deep of the sea. Praise the Lord. There are better things than God and even better things than that. Thank you, Lord. Verse 7. Woe be unto the world because of the offenses. For it must need be that the offenses shall come. But woe be to the men by whom these offenses come. You see, God knows and God understands that the world, because it's so far away from his son, Jesus, they're so far away from his presence. From repenting, there's a lot of people that know about Christ but don't repent, don't take the time to repent. God knows that the world is full of offenses. People offend each other just just in the drive, uh, driving by, and in a red light, in the highway, people offend one another so easy. And Jesus said that these offenses must be that offenses shall come. But what to the man by whom these offenses come? If someone offends you, forgive him. But don't you offend someone else. People take the finger out of me sometimes. And driving. Or different way. And, and I don't pay attention to that. And I notice when I want to, if I want to get angry, because it's, you're going to get angry inside of you. I began to repent. I said, Lord, Lord, I had Lord to say, Lord, I forgive him. I forgive her. I forgive him. And you don't know how much this helps you to grow in God, brothers and sisters. When you can forgive someone who by a little reason offends you, it teaches you forgiveness. Forgiveness is so powerful. It's, uh, someone was telling me forgiveness is a weapon. It's a weapon. It's a powerful weapon. And it is. Forgiveness is a weapon, brothers and sisters. We need to forgive. We need to practice forgiveness. Verse 8. Wherefore, if thy hand and thy foot cause thee to offend, cast them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life half of man than having two hands or two feet to be cast in the everlasting fire. That is the lake of fire. That, that's an everlasting fire. The lake of fire is an everlasting fire, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. They, they'd be cast into the lake of fire with two hands, two feet, everlasting fire. We don't want that to happen to any of us, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, is thy hand. What is in thy hand? Your finger. Is thy hand. If you offend with your hand, your, your finger. Some people like to take out the middle finger. That's your hand offending. Cut it off. And it's better for you to not have that. The, the middle finger, 
and go into eternal life into heaven. Praise the Lord. Shalom, Sister Australia. It is better for you to go into heaven without that middle finger in your hand. That for you for you not to take it on and offend people. Brothers and sisters. Praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Where thy hand or thy full cast of thee to hallelujah to offend, cut them off and cut them from thee. Cut that finger off, that middle finger. If you're always taking out a bit middle finger on people, cut it off. Cutting it off. Because Jesus said, if your hand offend, hallelujah, cut them off. Praise the Lord. It is better for thee to enter into life without that little finger, without finger in your hand. They having two hands or two feet cast into the everlasting fire. What is better for you is God wants what is better for you and I, brothers. This is why this example is given to us. Because God wants what is better. God wants for us eternal life. He's a good father. He loves us. He wants to give us eternal life. He gives it to us for free through Jesus Christ. When we receive his son, it is free, eternal life through Jesus Christ. But if we are going to offend people up and down, right to left, whatever part of our body, our hand, your text message, your email, you'll use your hand to write, your hand to write email. Uh, uh, there's there a program like Driver Naturally Speaking that people just speak and and, um, and they type for them. Their mouth is offending. If they're writing uh, bad email, evil email to people, it's so easy for people to, some email I have to delete them because of the bad word in it. Sometimes people get angry and they, just, they, they try to send a, a bad email. Hallelujah. And it's so sad. It's just so sad. People don't think or don't pray about doing anything, listen to this. If you always pray for anything you do in your life, you always, 99% or over 90%, you will do the right thing. Anything you're going to do, even an email, anything you're going to do in your daily life, if you always pray about it before you do, 90% you will do the right thing. But see, doing the wrong thing, wrong things always lead to it's out of pride. It's out of pride. It's out of evil, evil intention, evil thoughts, brothers and sisters, evil decision. Praise the Lord. And so, but when you pray, you're giving God the priority in your life to lead you, brothers and sisters. You always want to be led by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's just so important that we are. We're so important. Hallelujah. That we are led by the Lord. We are led by him. Because he knows what's better for us, brothers and sisters. Whatever you do, if you know you're going to do something questionable, in your own mind there's a red, there's a red, there's a yellow line going off in your own conscience. God is telling you something. That that's what you need to pray, and ask the Lord. It has been me recently. I had to pray about things, and hear from the Lord. Praise the Lord, and the Lord leads me this way. He either will tell me or show me what I need to do. Praise the Lord. It's very important, and you can practice this every day. Thank you, Lord. Verse 9, if thine eye causes thee to offend, plug it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life with one eye, having two eyes, to be cast into hellfire. And the fire of hell. 
praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's, it's just so important, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. It's easy to give a bad look, to look at someone badly, give someone a hard look. Some people have left the church for someone giving them a hard look. It can happen. Someone may be having a, someone may be having a bad day. In order to say, without, it, without evil intention, give someone a bad look. That person may walk away from the church right then. We, we need also to understand one another, love one another. That's when love comes in. I may offend you. It is okay for you to come back and say, brother, what do you say? Why do you say that to me? And, and give me the chance to say I'm sorry. But if you walk away and you begin to say all kinds of things about me, then you're not loving me. So just loving one another, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 10. See that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven the, the angel always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. There you go. Angels, hallelujah, always every day have to go up to heaven and report themselves before God, and they see the, uh, the face of God. Thank you, Jesus. The faith of my father, he says. Uh, tonight, our sister Carla, just for those that are logging in, could not be here tonight. I'm taking her place. Our sister Carla's mother uh, was taken to the hospital in an ambulance yesterday. She is very ill. Uh, uh, they were doing some tests on her. I don't know yet what is the outcome. Sister Carla did not know neither. So she requested prayer for her mom, her mother. Praise the Lord. And so um, I began to pray for her mom, her mother yesterday, and I will ask you, each and one of you, to also pray for Sister Carla, her father, her family, her mother, especially her mother, brothers and sisters, that she will recover. We don't know if the Lord's going to take her home. It might be the case, brothers and sisters. She is a sweet, a sweet sister. Her mother is a sweet sister in the Lord. I have met her. Two years ago, she, she, they came to visit us to North Carolina. And my goodness, what a sweet people they are. And the Lord, loving people of God. Thank you, Lord, for them. Verse 11. For the sons of men is come to save that which was lost. Thank ye, if any man have an hundred sheep, and one of them be gone straight, that he not leave the ninety-nine and go into the mountain and seek which has gone astray. That is so true. Praise the Lord. Never be afraid uh, to seek for someone who's been backsliding, brothers and sisters. Never be afraid to, to speak to someone who's been backsliding for years. I used to do that a lot because I knew people that were backsliding, ministering people. And, and even when they didn't want to hear it, I requested that they would hear me. And one of the pastors today, there is a pastor today, uh, uh, he walked away from the church, and he, he didn't want to uh, persevere anymore because of so much things that went about in his, in his life. And I began to visit him as a friend because I knew him for many years. And I began to talk to him for a few weeks about the Lord and everything that we go through. But the Lord is always there. Uh, our brothers and sisters may not be there, and that's normal. But the, because everyone has a have a life, has family, has jobs, have obligation. Praise the Lord. And if we're going to walk away from the church or from, or from the gathering, 
And what can I tell? No one cares for me. They don't, they don't call me. They don't seek me. Forget about them and leave. And that's practically what he did. And as the Lord led me to minister to him, praise the Lord. The Lord gave me the right words, and he came back to the Lord. And the one, the one thing he testified, how the Lord used me to bring them back. Praise the Lord. Right when he said, I want nothing to do with the Lord. He, he has said those words. But the Lord the Lord used me to bring them back. And he said, Pastor, God, I have a, a great church up north, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. God is using him mightily up there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I tell you, brothers and sisters, we go through so much, brothers and sisters. But we need to learn to persevere. Even when everyone gives their back to you. Even when, when your people, your own family, your own brothers and sisters, even when they, walk, when they walk away from you, you need to learn to persevere. This is why don't have your eyes on men. Don't have your eyes on me. Have your eyes on Jesus. Don't have your eyes on your brothers and sisters. Yes, God, God may use us mightily for his glory, but don't, don't put your eyes on men. Put your eyes on Jesus always. Then no matter what, going on, what goes on in your life, you will learn to persevere. And don't be afraid to get into the word. Seeking for a word from God. That Bible, brothers and sisters, has so many books. And if you seek for the Lord to speak to your life through that Bible, he will. He will comfort you. He will heal you. He will do so much in your life, brothers and sisters. I have always say, and maybe because I spent a lot of years by myself in the Lord, that, that all I need is the Lord and his word. You should say that a lot. I don't say it now because some people get offended when I say that. Praise the Lord. But the Lord the Lord is our helper. The Lord is the one that will be there for us always, brothers and sisters, even when people leaves you, when people forsakes you, when people comes against you. The Lord is always there. But always avoid argument. Seek peace with all men and holding it with the one uh, when we which no one will see without which no one will see the Lord. Some of us said that earlier. Praise the Lord. It is so important. Thank you, Lord, that we seek Hallelujah. That's Hebrews twelve fourteen. Follow peace with all men and holy without which no man shall see the Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. You and I will go through so much, but if we learn to seek the Lord, the Lord will be with us always. Thank you, Lord. Always helping us. Verse 13 of Matthew 18. And so be that he finds it. Verily I said unto you, he rejoiced more than one sheep that the 99, which he went not straight. You see, the 99 sheep was secure. Where would he want them to be? But there was one that chose to go her own way, one sheep that decided to go her own way. Praise the Lord. A lot of it can be lack of knowledge. For whatever reason, that sheep thought that she could be alone, a loner by herself. But, you know, we, we need one another. Even to pray for one another, we need one another. To encourage one another. I feel I feel sad when I hear people that, no, I just go by myself. I just go alone by myself. I usually say to that person, sister, brother, we need one another. Either to encourage one another or to pray for one another. Ne- never think of being a loner. There might come a time where you will be alone. Because they, they, everything, everything, hallelujah, it's happened, that happens under the sun. Hallelujah. There's all kinds of things happening under the sun. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14. So that it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. 
for, for, for someone to perish is not the word of God, for sure. Right there in the word of God, very clear. Thank you, Lord. And it's not for us to determine who's going to get saved, who's not, unless the Lord reveals it to you, which that's different. The Lord knows. The Lord knows. Sometimes we, we, we will attach ourselves with someone, and the Lord may say, just let her go, just let him go, because we have, we have, I have that problem. I used to have that problem a lot with people. I, I used to get attached with people, and I didn't want to let them go. I just wanted to be either talking with them every day, always in, you know, always in their life. And they taught me not to be this way. You have to love people, but not to get attached where you always want to be in their life because these people will even get tired of you or me or anyone, brothers and sisters. But we, if we can get attached to Jesus, yes. Yes, but walk by faith, though. We can love one another and pray for one another. If someone that used to be very friendly with you is not there anymore, just pray for them. Don't worry about it. Even in the Lord's hand, the Lord will bring them. The Lord will bring them back to your life if it means to be. Praise the Lord. Lord is faithful, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 15. Moreover, thy brother shall pass against thee. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he hears thee, thou hast won thy brother. This is very simple. A lot of people like to, when they, when someone offends them, they like to go out and tell everybody about it. Don't do that. Peace with your brother. If someone offends you, hallelujah, try to make the peace with that person, either message, email, or text, however you can, praise the Lord, and try to make the peace. Of course, there are people that will not want to make the peace with you. And then in that case, as you try, you may ha- you might have to let them go. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Praise to God. Some people have, have a hard time forgiving, very hard time forgiving. And, and when a person has a time forgiving you or other, those are the people that you need to leave in the Lord's hands, brothers and sisters. They have not mature and they're forgiven. And some people, I have said to some people, I'm sorry, and they say, I'll think about it. You see, don't act this way. It's someone very immature and they're forgiven, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. Yes, you may, if someone was telling me, what happened if someone offend, offend you and you, and you lose the trust to that, toward that person? You don't trust that person no more. Then make sure you forgive that person, but then pray. Put in the Lord's hand. You don't need to seek that person. Praise the Lord. And time, time is, is, you know, time is, is a good friend to us. Although a lot of people don't like time. I like clocks. I like war clocks. Uh, war clocks, brothers and sisters. I collect them. Time is a friend. If you consider, time will not be no more after the millennium. But we will have a th- a thousand years. So time will be around for another thousand years, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So time will be for another thousand years. Praise the Lord. And there's a time and a season for everything that is done under the sun. Because the sun will be around for another thousand years, we will still have time. <laughs> there's a time under the sun. So time is only under the sun. That's why God put the sun and the moon. Uh, hallelujah. That's the direction of the clock. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Someone is saying, that's a good revelation. Yes. 
time because the sun is around, time will be around. When the sun and the moons are gone, there's no more time. Praise the Lord. It's in the Lord good. Verse 16. But as he hear thee now, take he ye with thee one or two, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be confirmed. It might be that you're going to have to ask someone else to join the conversation. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It might be that. But don't be afraid. Because if, you, if you're not just speaking the truth, God is with you. And he will always give you the victory. Sometimes we're afraid even to speak the truth. We don't ever need to be afraid to speak the truth, brothers and sisters. The Lord is with us. And who's against us? Hallelujah. No weapon formed against us will prosper. There will be weapon formed against us that looks to be improper, that look prop, that will look proper, prosper. Some weapon will look prospered against us. But they will not prosper for too long. They'll come down. They will be brought down by the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17. If he refuses to hear them, tell it unto the church. And if he refuses to hear the church, also let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. Yes. Heathen, a uh, publican, heathen were known and not knowing God. And publican, brothers and sisters, were known of, of evil people. All they wanted was to make money. To, to prosper, make money, brothers and sisters, for themselves and not help anybody else. Greed, praise the Lord, greediness. And usually people that don't like to forgive are greedy people. Praise the Lord. People that look look just after themselves and nobody else. Thank you, Lord. Be careful with those people who just look after themselves and nobody else. Praise the Lord. Verse 18. Verily I said unto you, whosoever ye bind on earth, should be bound in heaven. And whosoever he loose on earth should be loose in heaven. Walk by the word. And everything you do is by this word of God. Don't be afraid. Because when you say, God, try my best to keep this friendship going, to keep my, my sister or my brother in communion with me. But they refuse. They're in your hand now. Praise the Lord. The Lord will be by your side. Praise the Lord. And he will take care of them. He will take care of them. Praise the Lord. And whatever happens, it's the Lord. Thank you. You leave it out to the Lord. You walk away. That's what God's saying. Just walk away. Verse 19. Again, barely I said unto you, that if two agree on earth on anything whatsoever they should desire, it should be given unto them of my Father which is in heaven. I have preached about that agreement for years now, how powerful agreement is. A lot of Christians uh, don't understand the power of agreement, and I have taught this on the Lord's hour. If you write to me to pray for someone, please uh, remember to, uh, to say, Brother Obi, will you agree with me in prayer for this person? Always learn the power of agreement and use it. It's in the Word of God with two Agree upon the earth, whatsoever shall desire, it should be given unto them. If you pray for healing for someone, if you pray for salvation for someone, if you pray for someone, for the Lord to do a miracle, to provide 
the finance because they're really struggling financially. Whatever you're asking the Lord to do, brothers and sisters, the Lord will do it if you if you do it in agreement. Thank you, Lord. That's why in ministry, I have always thought to if I'm doing ministry with someone, that that someone is agreeing with me. I used to say to a brother, Milton is his name. Brother, do you agree with me that we pray that God will heal these people now? Sometimes he looks at me like, and I will say it again, will you agree with me? Knowing what the word of God says, I always say, Milton, please, do you agree with me? And we'll, before we pray that the Lord will do the healing. They look at me and say, okay, okay, I'll agree. I'm always looking for that agreement with people. Because the agreement is so powerful in the Bible, so powerful, so, so powerful. Jesus said on two by two, why? Because agreement. Agreement is one of the most powerful prayers I have found out in the Word of God. There are powerful prayers in the Word. But I have found out, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, that agreement is very powerful. I have, I have put agreement in action and prayer for the for, 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 so Lord to give someone life, I went to my father, with my father-in-law to to, uh, uh, to the hospital. Hallelujah! And, uh, and and the person was dead, and we agreed, and the Lord brought him back. The Lord gave him life back. The Lord had raised several people through my hand and agreed with someone else. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Praise to God. And sometimes I had I had said to someone in the room. Just someone there who believes and say, would you agree with me? Sometimes people look at me like, if you're here to pray, why are you asking me if I agree with you? They look at me like, are you preaching a new gospel now? This is why you need to read your Bible. This is why you need to read the Bible, because every time I say something which is biblical, people look at me and like, where is that in the Bible? What do you get this wrong? And I read it for the teaching of Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus so much. I learned from my master and rabbi, Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever he said we should do, brothers and sisters, it's what I look to do. Because I know if he said it, he did it, it's powerful. It is powerful. Everything Jesus did is powerful. Praise the Lord. So I'm always looking for those agreements. To do agreement, according to the word of God, thank you, Jesus, and it works, it's powerful. And, and praise the Lord. We've seen healing, miracle, baptism, people baptized in the Spirit. We've seen so much in agreement. And I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't forget about agreement. It's always it's, when we, when we do something in the Lord, I'm, I, an agreement comes forward in me. I don't know, it just comes forward, and I say, let's agree. Praise the Lord. But sometimes it's hard to find someone to agree. Now, we Gentile, and I'm going to say this, we Gentile, although I'm a Jewish by blood, I call myself Gentile. We Gentile, because I learned I'm a, I grew up I'm a Gentile, although I'm a Jewish, is that we Gentile, brothers and sisters, uh, one of the things that we have problem with is with agreement with one another, to agree with one another. Even you hear people reading the word, and there's things in the word they don't agree with. Some people, sometimes people, you should send me a lot of great teacher uh, links on YouTube. And they send me, they say, Brother Obi, you got to hear this teacher on YouTube. This guy knows the word. My goodness. He, he knows the word than that. 
And this brother was this brother was telling me about this brother, this teacher of the word, a God, and oh, he's so amazing. His, his teaching is so amazing. He was telling me, and he sent me the link to YouTube, and I'm sitting there listening to him, and then he he started talking about some things in the word of God that he disagreed with, which it was common sense to me, but he said he disagreed. He, he it's, I, I I don't like it when some teacher teaching the word and says I don't believe it. That's wrong. Well, not agreeing with God's word, especially with God's commandment, you're saying, I disagree with God's commandment? Oh, God have mercy. That is wrong. That is wrong. That is not a faith. That is a doubt and unbelief, brothers and sisters. God's commandment we keep, we obey, we believe, we receive. There's no error about God's commandment. Error about God's commandment. His commandments are true. To believe them, receive them, Keep them, obey them, and receive them. I thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. God is true. We are the wicked one that need to repent. We are the the sinners. We are the one that need to daily repent. Not God. God is holy and pure. Uh, he's sitting on His throne, being worshipped every day. He's holy and pure. Holy, holy God Almighty, who is, who was, and who is to come. Is that time for you to tell on the lies that don't tell the truth? Oh, man, let all men be liars in God's truth. Brothers and sisters, come on. How can you listen to a teacher who doubts God's word, who disagree with God's commandment? How can you sit there for hours and listen to him or her? No matter if it's a male or a female. Please discern the truth. Discern what is of God when what is not of God. Don't let. Hallelujah. These things be, be planted in your life because then confusion will come into your life. Doubt, unbelief. That's why the devil wants to throw all that garbage into us. Like we're a garbage dumpster. Why? Because he wants all this garbage to grow up. It's a seed. He's planting his own seed. Our life is like a field. When the seed of God, which is the word of God, is planted into our life, produces a hundredfold, brothers and sisters. But when the devil planted seed in our life that we allow, we allow him to, it's going to produce evil. And that's why you hear Christians swearing, Christians fighting, Christians coming against each other. All the fruit of the flesh, all the fruit of the devil. Why is that? We need to repent, brothers and sisters, daily. Praise the Lord. We need to seek the Lord daily. We need more of God daily. Holy is the one that sits upon the throne. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 20. For where two or three gods are together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. This is where I, I learned to see, I had learned over the years to see Jesus in the midst of what we do more powerful, brothers and sisters. When we who get together in his name, praise the Lord, praise your God. When we agree, when we agree, when we agree, that means we forgive one another. And praise the Lord. And sometimes someone will say, brother, you said something that offended me. Well, I'm sorry. You forgive me. Yes, okay, brother. Give me a hug. We hug each other. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And all that helps us to move. 
Now, the Lord is calling me or calling us to build a community in Asheville. Praise the Lord. We're building a community for God. There's an emergency coming called martial law. Jesus showed this to me this morning. How close it is, brothers and sisters. Martial law is coming. And brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Martial law is coming. And the Lord has shown me that his people are asleep. I have said this last week. And I apologize for whoever was offended, but it's a true what he showed me, brothers and sisters. But the Lord, uh, in all the plan we have, brothers and sisters, building this community, we're going to buy this huge land where we're going to have these buildings uh, for part of the church we're going to have there too. And when, when the emergency comes, the building was are going to use as a shelter, brothers and sisters, shelter. And so what I want to say is, brothers and sisters, the Lord is leading me to do all this, and the Lord showed me this morning the building being assembled by the company and the property already. He has shown me months ago that we will have the land, and now he has shown me we will have the building. But martial law would happen right after that. I believe martial law is going to start this year. I believe that. It's after the Lord, though. No one knows the day or the hour, but I believe it's going to happen this year. I, I saw in the dream this morning that the Lord was showing, like it began this year. I don't know what to tell you in, in the spirit and to the natural time, brothers and sisters. It seemed to me like martial law began this year, brothers and sisters. I am letting people know ahead of time, martial law, believe it, this year. We want to be ready and we want to be prepared, brothers and sisters. The Lord is showing his people. The martial law is very close, very, very close. Uh, there's a video online. Let's see if I can find that video that talks about that martial law coming of three different prophets that had uh, wrote about it. Martial law is a reality. Martial law, soon, brothers and sisters, will be a reality. And I'm telling people ahead of time before it comes, praise the Lord. It's going to take a lot of us in this to come because there's a lot of work in the community that we are planning to build together, brothers and sisters, to prepare to be in a secure place for martial law because the Lord will keep us secure. But we need to trust the Lord in the midst of all this coming, brothers and sisters, because it's coming. It is coming. And I tell you, we need to be ready. We need to be ready for martial law, brothers and sisters. If we if we are not what the Lord wants us to be, the, there will be a lot of people in trouble in martial law. God have mercy. Lots of people are going to be in trouble. I already have seen this. I saw it this morning. I saw rioting. This government is leading the nation into rioting to lead it into martial law. It's what he wants, and it's where he's going to lead the people. He knows how to push people button to get them to riot and to lead them into martial law. And it's coming. It is coming. It will be here. And we want to be in our house. We want to be in a secure place. Uh, the Lord has shown me that if we own our land, which is part of the, uh, the martial law too, if your, if your land is paid off and you don't own it to the banks, 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, Sister Lisa Haven is, is the one that that uh, put up this video. Praise the Lord. Are those that, that are, I believe this is the one that I predicted in martial law for 2016. Hallelujah. There are many prophets of the Lord that are saying, that are speaking that martial law is coming. And I tell you this, this morning, the Lord, show it to me. It's real, it's close, and it's coming. It really is coming. We want to be ready. We want to be ready, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I don't know how many of you heard back in 2013 when I was speaking about Obama going to the U.S., and, and uh, it was one of the revelations back in between 2012 and 2013. I shared with people that uh, I saw that Obama went to the UN. And he he was he was like the leaders of all the countries. Hallelujah! It's it's one it's it's in one of the audio on 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 Black Talk when I that I say this. This was three 2012 2013. This was was six. Uh, Almost four years ago, brothers and sisters, over three years ago, and it's there. Praise the Lord. Now that is the talk of the town, brothers and sisters. You see how many years passed for the word, the word to be fulfilled? There's a lot of things that I said back then. If you really think about everything I said, you're going to see a lot of things that already have come to pass. Uh, there's a brother that has been following my teaching, and he has several things. I hope he's listening tonight. Several things that I said that I thought about it out of the book of Daniel, that had already come to pass, brothers and sisters. He said, brother, I have a list of all the things you said on the Lord's Tower that had already come to pass. I believe he sent me a copy of it, but if he's listening, I want him to send me uh, another copy, because this is very important. Praise you, Lord. And I would, I would like to read it to the people here on the Lord's Tower. He had, him and his wife had several things that I have said on the Lord's Towers in 2012 that have already come to pass. Praise you, Lord. And they've been accurate 100%. He was sharing this with me, and I said, well, thank you. Praise the Lord. I, 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 haven't, I haven't kept a record of all this, but that, that, that's a good idea what he did. He was sharing it with me. Praise the Lord. It's very important, brothers and sisters, that, that again, and I said, and, and the brother was telling me, you know, some people have said, oh, you, you, you mentioned time or you quoted time, and, and, and there was things, another thing I said, no one knows the day or the hour of these things. And he, he said it. No, you said it, Brother Elvin. You said that no one knows the day or the hour. Praise the Lord. I, what, I don't know why are they saying that, that you said this, you said, because you were very clear. Praise the Lord about it, and no one knows the day or the hour. And, and I, that's why I keep repeating that. And no one knows the day or the hour because a lot of people uh, uh, say, oh, you said this, and you, you mentioned time, and, you, and, and that's not what the case. I said it again. No one knows the day or the, or the hour, but only God. Praise the Lord. So that's very important that we say it. I'm, I'm working into a loading the short audio. It's a short audio. I'll be back right after this audio. Praise the Lord, God willing. And Thank you, Jesus. I also, actually, no, I'll be back tomorrow night. No, tomorrow night, I will not be able to 
tomorrow night, my brother. I, I will be back in Sunday, Sunday, and I will continue talking about uh, serving because I have so many Bible studies that I have prepared about being a servant of the Lord. I have them all here already. Thank you, Lord. And I want to compare it to the Word of God. It's just so important. But I didn't want to forget about the the, the, the community we're building for the Lord here in Asheville. We're planning to build. We're just putting all the plans together. Praise the Lord. As the Lord has said, he will provide for us to have all these things. Tell me back in Massachusetts not to worry that as we come here, he will provide for us to have this community and help out these people. There will be a lot of people moving from different states here to this community. And I thought it would be around 2,500 people. And the Lord spoke to me, it will be 5,000 people or more. The Lord says to me, 5,000 people more. And more will come, brothers and sisters, here. So the community for 5,000 people, we will try to have all the food and everything we, we need for the 5,000 people. As the Lord provides, praise the Lord, we will have everything we need for this community. We're focusing on, on, on inquiring the land that we have. It's more than 50-acre land, at least, or more than 30-acre land, where we can begin to, to have this community put together for, for our brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And because this martial law, well, this is the beginning of pain. This is the beginning of pain. Praise the Lord. A lot of people thought they would not go through this, but I have said yes. As the Lord that revealed to me that we are going to go through this to the beginning of pain. Not a tribulation, not a great tribulation. Please don't misunderstand. But the Lord had told me back in Massachusetts that for his bride to wake up, they might see the beginning of judgment. The beginning of judgment. Praise the Lord. So it's very important. Thank you, Lord. And as the Lord has shown me this years ago, back in 2009, 2010, Christ the Lord, you can see how many years he showed me all this in details about it, about this community we're, we're going to build in Nashville, North Carolina. With God willing, the Lord helping us, brothers and sisters, it's very important that we are led by the Lord in all this, that this is not what we want, but this is what the Lord wants. We just, we just want to help people, praise the Lord. We want to help those that will have great need when martial law comes up. Shalom, Sister Carla. Uh, we were wondering how your mother is, Sister Carla. Is your mother came out of the hospital? She's doing better. Praise the Lord. If you want to come on the microphone, Sister Carla, and share how your mother is, praise the Lord. That will be great if you can. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. The Lord is so awesome. The Lord is so good. Hallelujah. We serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Sister Carla is going to come on, brothers and sisters, and she's going to share a testimony, she says. Amen. Well, to, tonight is a program anyway. I'm covering for Sister Carla, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. I, I'm sure many are wondering, are, are you guys alive there? Is it life? Yeah, I'm alive and it's life. Thank you, Lord. God, it's awesome. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Shalom there, Sister Carla. Shalom. Amen. Shalom, Brother Elvis. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. God did a miracle. God did a miracle, brother. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your prayers. Um, My mom, she was a little bit in heaven. (laughs) Praise God. Wow. The The Lord took her, and she saw Jesus. Praise the Lord. And Jesus gave her a kiss. Uh, on her left and right cheek and said that uh, he loved her and uh, and let her know a lot of things that she doesn't really remember much, but uh, he was letting uh, her know, you know, about uh, about her family, some members of her family. Praise the Lord. And, and I believe that's the reason, you know, um, it was a... Uh, in the beginning, it was a spiritual warfare, uh, but then, you know, the Lord took her, and she was able to see a lot of people in heaven, a lot of people in heaven. Praise the Amen. Lord. Uh, the return of Jesus is, is imminent. It's imminent, brothers and sisters. It's imminent. Thank you, Lord. Praise and um, thank you for your prayers also, Brother Elby, because the Lord, Praise you know, you you told me that Jesus was in control and, and, and thank you so much for your prayers. All the glory and honor to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. The prayers are very, very powerful. And um, uh, another aunt of mine uh, came from Michigan because the Lord told her to come to my house and pray for my mom. And so she, she came and uh, she helped me. And uh, we were praying together, and God gave my mom, you know, another chance to stay here uh, for a little while, you know, because we all know that we're going to be going to heaven uh, very soon. And um, there's a lot, you know, God, God the Father is the one who decides, my brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. And uh, we are very thankful, very thankful that, you know, God let her be here a little longer. Uh, but she was going to go to heaven, but we were asking God because um, she was in heaven already. But we were asking God, you know, please, 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 Father God, please, you know, uh, don't take her yet. And um, so we were praying. We're praying hard. And, and uh, you know, thank you for your prayers. The Lord let me know that, um, you know, that all the prayers are very powerful and and God hears us. Amen. Amen. God is good. God is good. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. And I just came to, you know, to give this testimony because um, I do want to make sure, you know, that Jesus is, you know, is pleased and and to give him the honor and the glory to our God Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus, so much for uh, bringing my mom back and, and spending more time with my mom. Because I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you get you get scared. You know, uh, you know. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, you get. When you go through those moments, you get uh, you get nervous, you get scared, and uh, you just don't know what to do. And that's when God comes and He gives you peace and He gives you trust. He gives us, He gives us. He's He's the one who encourages us. He's the one who gives us trust in Him. Amen. Amen. 
because without God, we can't do anything, my brothers and sisters. We we are lost. Without Jesus, we're lost. And he's the one who decides when he's going to take you. When is, when, how long are you going to be on earth? Or are you going to be before or after rapture? I don't know. Only God knows. This is why we got to be thankful every day, our brothers and sisters, because we don't know when God will take us. Amen. Father God is in control And the Holy Spirit Thank you Holy Spirit so much Oh man The Holy Ghost um, It's awesome It's awesome I'm just just very thankful Very thankful And and I'm very happy with uh, Our Lord you know Jesus And I told the Lord I said Lord Your will whatever your will is If you're going to take my mom I said I'm I'm ready. Just help me, help me to be ready. Um, you know, mental and, and physically to be ready. But whatever you will is, Lord, it's it's in your hands. Uh, it's gonna hurt me, Lord, but I love you more than anything or anyone in this world. And you are first in my life, and I cannot live without you. And I love you, Jesus, and whatever you decide, Lord, whatever you decide. And after I finished saying that, my brothers and sisters, uh, two hours later, it was unbelievable. I mean, only God can do these things. My mom was just, she was just sitting down. They did all the tests. Everything came out negative. And the doctor said, (laughs) we don't know what happened here, but your mom is fine. (laughs) You can take her home. Praise and, the Lord, amen. And, and you know, God does it too to empower our faith. Because when we get scared, brothers and sisters, we fail. We mm. fail. And uh, you know, uh, my family, because I got you know Christian, uh, our families, we got believers and unbelievers, and you know, my mom had to be rushed to the hospital. I have, I have faith. But uh, some of our members from our families, you know, are uh, unbelievers. So we we have to do it that way. But, you know, God did it for a purpose, too, to Thank let them Lord. know, you know, that Amen. God God exists. And God is the God of miracles. And God is the same as God is yesterday or present and future. And he doesn't change. We are the ones that change, brothers and sisters, but not God. God is the same way, same one forever and ever. And he showed us the miracle that, you know, my mom is, is, is fine. Thank God he, she's healthy. She's, she's fine now. And she got to see Jesus. Praise God. My mom said that when she saw Jesus, Jesus, uh, Praise the Lord, have brown eyes. <laughs> brown eyes and, and dark hair, like Jewish. And and, uh, and 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 she said, Oh, our Lord, our Lord is is uh full of glory, you know? Amen. Full of glory. And I'm like I was like, Mom, Mom, what else? What else do you tell you? What else do you tell you? <laughs> but God, I you know, um Told her a lot of things that she only remembers a few things. Praise God. We're just happy. We're happy. Praise the Lord. 
And thank you for your prayers, brothers and sisters, Brother Elsie, Lisa. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Brother Elsie. Praise God. Praise the Lord, oh, Brother Elsie. Amen. Hello, Brother Okay. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Praise God, Brother Elsie. Yes, that, that, that was a, a miracle there that the Lord did in your mother's life. And my goodness, that, that is that is powerful. Praise the Lord. The Lord always has a, yes. a, a plan and a purpose when he does something like this. We, we never know what the purpose of the Lord is. We just need to trust the Lord and, and the Lord do his well. Praise the Lord. Because he's doing it for his glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'll let you preach, Brother Elby. I'm going to go here and I just, you know, I'll be here with my mom, my family, and thank you again for everything. And um, I just came to the Lord's hour just to give, you know, the glory and the honor to Jesus, our precious Lord, Satan. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming to the Amen. You're God welcome, bless you to your, your mother, your your father, and your family. I will. Thank you for your prayers, brother. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. Shalom, sister. Shalom. Praise the Lord. God is good, brothers and sisters. We can always trust the Lord. He will always be there for us. Here is, uh, I was speaking about martial law coming, and I want to play this, this short audio. The sister talked about this. Hi everyone, this is Lisa Haven and I've got a very important report to share with you today and that is this, not one, not two, but three men predicted that there would be an economic collapse in 2016. Now the reason that I want to bring this report to you is because of what we've already seen playing out for 2016, specifically in regards to the stock market that has dropped 1,900 points, give or take, just this past couple of weeks alone. So even at the beginning of this year, things are already starting to look rocky. Now, if I check the stats or the stocks at this very moment, uh, looking on my phone here, they're, you know, they're slightly up at this time. That could change. That uh, may do better today, but tomorrow or the next week could be another story. So I'm just constantly keeping an eye on this. And I think these three men, what they have to say is very important, especially with where we are headed economically speaking uh, with the election coming up. Who knows what can play out with that. But lots of things to ponder on this topic. Now, um, I want to say this. I don't know if an economic collapse or a, a civil war or any of that is going to break out in 2016. If an economic collapse does break out, then we can bet a civil war would follow that. Only time will tell if that actually happens. I don't know. All I like to do is present to you the facts of what others are saying and let you decide. And that's what I want to do with this report. Uh, And just give you a heads up and a warning just in case. I'm not saying it will or won't happen. I just don't know. But nonetheless, I think that we need to take the words of these three men um, to heart and go from there. So the first man that I want to introduce you to is Tom Hartman. 
Now, he is the best-selling author or a best-selling author of The Crash of 2016. He wrote this book, and it's called The Plot to Destroy America and What We Can Do to Stop It. He wrote this book, I believe, don't quote me, but um, in 2013 or sometime uh, around or before then. But this book has been out for quite a couple of years now, and he predicted that we would be seeing some of this stuff in 2016. Now, I'll leave a bio for him attached below. He's really got a ton of credentials. Um, he's a talk show host radio along with New York Times bestseller selling author. Let me play a clip of him um, talking about the 2016 collapse. So the crash of 2016 is a coming economic, political, and social crisis that could be worse than any previous crisis our nation has ever faced. Like all previous great crashes, this one's going to be triggered, and in fact is being triggered, by an economic disaster caused by many of the same forces that led to the crash of 2008, which was really the beginning of this, and the crash of 1929, which also went on for years. It's going to happen because the fundamentals that keep an economy strong and stable have not been restored since they started being deconstructed during the Reagan administration, the so-called Reagan Revolution, and were totally ripped apart at the end of the Clinton administration. The crash of 2008 was an early warning sign but our response to it has not been adequate. Why 2016? Well, it actually could happen sooner. Could be next week. But I'm proposing 2016 for the same reason that 2008 happened. The crash of 2008 really began in 2006. That summer when housing starts dropped 34% began to really seriously unravel. It probably should have happened in 2007, but the Bush administration saw it coming and they threw everything they had into keeping it from happening before the November 2008 elections so that Bush wouldn't take the blame for it. They were unsuccessful, but not for lack of trying. The crash happened a half year before the elections and helped determine their outcome. There's every reason to believe that the Obama administration is doing the same thing right now. And we'll get even more aggressive about trying to hold things together with bailing wire and bubblegum all the way up until November of 2016. All right, so that is the clip. Um, that's Tom Hartman, and I'm going to leave the video below for you guys to check out there so you can watch it in its full. But as you heard him say, the 2016, uh, around that time, he predicts that there could be some kind of economic collapse in or around the election time or even before that. So there is one, and I'm going to leave additional information below on him. Now, another one is Jeremy Grantham, and let me take you to that report. Now, here we are on CaseyResearch.com, and this was published, notice the date, last year, 2015 August. Uh, one of the world's most respected investors, he's a big investor, predicts the 2016 stock market crash. Now, this is Jeremy Grantham. And who is Grant Jeremy Grantham? Well, he is the founder of GMO, not my favorite company, but he is widely remembered uh, for the 2000 or warning about the 2000 market crash and the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, according to the Financial Times, Mr. Grantham also stated that it is uncertain that it could trigger the next crisis, pointing out that bubbles do not burst simply because financial assets are overruled. But he argued that by the late 2016, markets would probably be extremely vulnerable to a crash given lofted valuations. So 
he is another uh, person who is very, very prominently warning that, hey, we need to be on guard for 2016. Now, there is a third one uh, that I want to take you to, and this is on Newsmax Finance or Newsmax.com, and this is the link. This is author Robert Kiyosaki, and I might be butchering that, biggest market crash likely to happen in 2016. Now, this report was put out once again last year. And this is why I think uh, these are important, but you know, to notice the date on these. Now, he is actually the author of the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, I have not read this book, um, but he warned in that book that stark manipulations could result in a crash bigger than what happened in 2007. And he also warned in that book that a market crash would likely hit America in the year 2016. Now, it gets into a lot of that in this article. So I really want you to delve through that. He even warns that it could be worse than the Great Depression here. So make sure you check out those articles. Now, so how bad is it really? Are these economists just speaking out their rear end or do they hold some value to those words? Well, I've got some charts here that may actually make you think twice. Uh, this first chart on the screen, I want you to notice, it goes all the way back to 1975 all the way through 2014. Well, what you're looking at is the food stamp recipients by the millions at a yearly rate. Notice the hike. Uh, we started in 1975 with about 16, 17 million, and it goes all the way up to 2014. And now we are at 46 million people who receive stamps annually. That means that people are doing worse off, relying more on the government system, which is exactly what the government wants. The more people that they have feeding out of their pocket, the more power it gives them. But 46 million truly tells you how bad we are. Now, also, according to the latest Census Bureau, that there is one in five children who are also on food stamps. They would be in parents' homes, in group homes. Uh, that includes all of those. Now, in addition to that, I want to tell you that the unemployment rate uh, that the government is giving is about 5.5%. There are many economists, many people that fight and say that number is not legit. Uh, numbers go as high as 23% on one source that I found. Also, last year, Donald Trump came out and said that the real unemployment rate could be as high as 40%. Now, I want you to think about this. Think about the people you know. Think about the people in your community. Think about those in your circle. How many of those are unemployed versus employed? And that'll kind of give you an idea of who is telling the correct numbers. And keep that in mind when you're doing that. Now, another number that I wanted to share with you is this. And let me pull that up. Here we are at uh, census.gov. And this was released towards the end of 2014, but there's, um, this is some of the latest information that I could find. This is a Census Bureau statistic showing how young adults today compare with previous generations and neighborhoods nationwide. Now, I want, you to, I want to scroll down to a certain section here, and that's this. And it says, more millennialists are living in poverty today, and they have a lower rate of employment as compared with their counterparts in 1980. Now, millennials range from ages 18 to about 34, which is, you know, the upcoming generation. Uh, one in every five live in poverty. That kind of goes with our statistics of 
children accepting food stamps and, and all of that information as well. That's about 13.5 million people, and that is up. It used to be one in every seven. Now it is one in every five. It also goes on to state that 65% of young adults are employed, which is down from 69. It used to be 69%. Now it's down to 65% are um, employed. Prior generations of young adults were more likely to have served in the armed forces. That's just additional information. So there you have some other numbers as well. All that to say that things are really getting out of hand, and we know this is not just here in America, but it's globally. Uh, the Middle East is literally crashing. China has had two 7% drops recently in which they had to close the market. Stocks are not looking good here in America. They're really inflating the market. That's what they're doing to put bandages on this thing. And at some point, the bigger the bubble gets, the bigger the bang will be when it finally does pop. So I want to encourage you, get your affairs in order because this, the numbers that they're sharing are not full numbers. The unemployment number is not the real number. 5.5% is a lot larger than that. Uh, we know food stamps have gone up. Uh, assistance from the government has gone up. Uh, if we look at the state of the economy right now with the stocks, with global, with, with everything, uh, with the way that our debt, we're in the trillions in debt. We cannot continue on that path. Everyone knows it. But it's so easy to say, oh, they've been saying that it's going to happen for years. Well, one of these years it will. We just don't know when. It will happen. Uh, the three men that you heard in the beginning think it's this year. Could they be wrong? Absolutely. We won't know. But nonetheless, that's why I want to give you a heads up. Now, if you are not prepared with food, please, please do so. Uh, I like and I prefer foodforliberty.com backslash haven. That is the site I use. That is my partner. I have a partnership with them. It helps fund the program and the food is good. And the reason I promote them and the only reason that I do is, number one, it funds, it funds what I do here. And number two, everyone needs to be prepared. I am um, with that all the way. I prepare myself. I encourage all of my family members to prepare. In fact, I send uh, my parents every year food <laughs> as a Christmas present. So, because I want them to be prepared. And I want the same for you. If you use foodforliberty.com backslash haven, great. If you use something else, great. Just get prepared no matter what that food source is. Also, uh, I want to also introduce you guys. Now, this is on another note, but a great detox. I'm also big into health. Uh, check out getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. He's got lots of vitamins and supplements and tea that literally detoxes your body, and it works. I use it. It works, and, I, and I've got supply that I use on a monthly basis. Uh, great stuff. So check out the stuff there as well to keep you healthy uh, during this time, but I wanted to bring all this again to you because I think it's, it's imperative. And I have a heart to get the truth out. And these economists have a heart to tell you what's going on. The government doesn't want to issue panic. The government doesn't want to tell you what's going on. Uh, they don't want to list the real facts because if they did, we would have a heads up about what's going and there would be mass panic. This is why we weren't told about what, what, what happened in 2007, 2008. We were kind of just pushed under the rug until all of it landed in our laps. And that's what I want to prevent. I, I just want to give you a heads up about all of it so you have an idea and you know what is happening here in America. Again, we don't know when it will collapse. 
but we know it will at some point in time. Anyhow, this is your heads up. This is Lisa Haven signing off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Any day. Hallelujah. Any 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 minute. With the bride of Christ will be in heaven. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Time is really gone. It has really ended. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I'm excited. I'm excited for the word. I'm going to share tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I'm going to lift my, more of my brothers and sisters like in tonight so we can go ahead and share. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What we have to say, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2, uh, 2 Timothy 2 says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that thou hast heard from me among many witnesses. Commit thou the same to faithful men who should be able to teach others also to endure, endure thereof, thereof hardship as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so he says, ah, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Commit thou the same to faithful men who should be able to teach others also. Hallelujah. To endure, endure thou therefore hardship as good soldiers of Christ. That's one thing the Lord, in another trip, the Lord has taken me to heaven and said this to me. Uh, he wanted me to be a soldier. Be strong. Just my son, he wants me to be strong as a soldier of Christ. Hallelujah. We need to be strong. We need to endure, says Paul to Timothy. Hallelujah. It's, it's important that we endure. No matter what's ahead of us, no matter what we're going through, God wants us to endure, brothers and sisters. Amen. We need to endure uh, everything that we're going to go through. Amen. It's very important we endure. We 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 hold strong in the Lord. Amen. Because if we are strong in the Lord, we'll be able to endure. If we're not strong, we, we won't endure. And God is calling us to endure, not to give up, not to think the Lord is not coming, but to endure, to commit thou the same to faithful men who should be able to teach other. Endure thou therefore hardship as good soldier of Jesus Christ. And so soldier has to be able to stand hardship. Hallelujah. Be strong and courage. Amen. We need to be able to stand hardship of, G of soldier of Jesus Christ. We are being called to stand hardship, not, not to complain. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Not to... To think, to think that, hallelujah, uh, uh, everything is easy. And if it don't matter if, it, if it's easy or not, the Lord is with us. The Lord will help us to, to overcome whatever, whatever is in front of us. The Lord, will, Lord Jesus Christ will help us to overcome. The Holy Spirit will help us to overcome. Amen. God did not say, Go do all this by on your own strength, by yourself. He said that he will be with us. I will be with thee all the days of your life, he says to his disciple. So this is not something God is telling us, go ahead and do on your own. He, he is committed 
with us to accomplish the calling, to help us in our walk with him, to endure a soldier of Jesus Christ. This message tonight is for soldier of Jesus Christ, for the bride of Christ who has, who can endure hardship. Hardship is among us, it's in front, in front of us, but we need to endure. That's what the Lord wants us to do. Endure the hardship. Endure the difficult time. The Lord knows it's hard. He never said it was going to be easy. He never said uh, 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 it will, it's, it's going to be nice from here on hence. He said you will have many trouble in the world. Amen. But he says uh, uh, to trust and believe him because he overcame the world. Jesus overcame the world. Jesus overcame temptation. He overcame anything that you and I may, may go through in this life. So why did he overcome? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Why did, he, why, why did Jesus overcome? To teach us to overcome. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, to teach us because if he didn't do it, then we, we may have an excuse to say, well, Jesus didn't do it. Praise the Lord. He didn't do it, but he did it. And so he wants us to learn from him. He wants us to endure hardship, a soldier, a soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A soldier of Jesus Christ, we are called to endure to resist, some people will say to persist, but it's, it's more to endure. That's what that's supposed to Timothy, endure the hardship as good soldier of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! That's 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 a message I'm bringing to you, and I I'm going to tell you why. Praise the Lord. Shalom, those that are logging in. Shalom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tonight we're having a live program. I've been taken to heaven, and I've been shown the preparation, uh, the final, uh, 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 the final little things for the wedding. There has been uh, the final touch. It's a word. Shalom, Sister Deborah. The final touch for the wedding. It's been shown to me that that it's, it's being uh, it's being done. The final touch. For the wedding. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I heard from someone send me a word and praise the Lord a few days ago and said uh, that Jesus was telling his bride that the final touch for the wedding was be was being given. So yesterday morning I was taken to heaven by the Lord, and that's exactly what it was shown to me. The final touch for the wedding was being done. Amen. And I will share more as more people log in. It was so nice to be able to see the Lord, to be able to see the preparations and, and the saint and the angels and, and how beautiful and how prepared everything is from the last time that I was there. Amen. Now it it, it is it, it was it was beyond. It was beyond, beyond, beyond. It truly is a celebration. Praise the Lord. And the Lord wanted me to see 
He gave me a message for his people that I will give out tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good. He is so awesome. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I, I want to go ahead and remind people that we are soldiers of Jesus Christ. And the Lord wants us to endure. Hallelujah. Philippians 2.25 says, Yes, I have though, though it is necessary to send you to a Espiritus, my brother and companion in labor, and my fellow soldier, by your messenger, that he that ministered to, to my wants. Hallelujah. I was opposed writing to the uh, Philippians. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so we are soldiers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2, 3. Endure therefore hardship as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 2, 3. Hallelujah. Endure therefore hardship as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. That's the title of this message tonight. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 2, 4. No man who word, who wordeth entangle himself with the affair of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This message is it's just very important tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We, you and I, sister, brother, are soldiers of Jesus Christ. And for a soldier to be a good soldier has to be trained has to be able to endure hardship. The training, the training part of a soldier is the most important thing. That he's able or she's able to endure hardship. It's just very important. Soldiers have to be able to endure. That's one thing the Army, the Marine, the Navy SEAL looks for in a soldier. That, that uh, is able to endure whatever, whatever the soldier is confronting. Whatever bag the soldier needs to carry, hallelujah, yes. So you need to go to the boot camp to endure the battlefield, hallelujah. And whatever bag in his back or her back the soldier has, has to be able to carry, hallelujah. Bible calls the cross, whatever is your cross, you got to carry your cross, a soldier of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, take thou thy cross and follow me. Hallelujah. Take thy cross. Hallelujah. Very important that you understand. Praise the Lord. Luke 9, 23 says, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take off his cross daily and follow me. This is not a, a one-year thing. This is, not just a, this is not just one or two or three-year thing. This has to be daily, a daily commitment. We have to endure daily as soldier of Jesus Christ. We have to take a cross daily before the Lord. Brothers and sisters, we are being prepared for hardship now. Can we endure Hallelujah. Can we endure hardship if we are a soldier of Jesus Christ? According to the Paul to Timothy, a soldier must be able to endure. You and I, you and I must be able to endure. 
Endure thou therefore hardship as good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's the title of this message. Praise the Lord. We need to endure, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We, we got to stop whining and complaining to the Lord. I can't no more, Lord. This is too hard for me, Lord. Lord, I've been suffering too much. Lord, how difficult my life been. Look, look, look what my husband and, and wife are doing to me. And the Lord is listening to, hallelujah, a whining and complaint. The, the Israelites complain in the wilderness, and they could not make it to the promised land. Because all the day was murmured before God. And that was given to us as an example for us today to, to remind ourselves that God is not pleased when we murmur. God is not pleased when we complain. And our world becomes harder when we complain. When we murmur, our walk with God becomes harder, becomes difficult. Our timing and our walk becomes longer. God said it was 40 years he was not pleased with that generation. Why? Because they kept murmuring. They kept complaining. Hallelujah. They, they wanted things their own way. Hallelujah. Not God's way. God, God's way can be... Can, can be can look dif difficult, but it's not actually difficult. We can make it difficult, hallelujah, but God will not make it difficult for us, hallelujah. So as good soldier, hallelujah, we are being called to endure, hallelujah. Can we say amen to God? Can we say amen, Lord, I will endure? Now we are at the end of our race. Our race is going to end soon. Praise the Lord. I, I come in agreement that we pray that people that are trying to log in will be able to log in in Jesus' name. Mighty Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus. Lord, we ask you to bind all demons and principality from the heavenly places, from hell and earth. In Jesus' name, from the air, Lord Jesus, all power of Satan, Balak, and other powers of evil, and shadows, and forces, and witches, and warlike, Lord, that are coming against the Lord's hour, Lord, from every country, every nation. We ask it to be bound now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We command that it be bound in Jesus' name. We command your word, the power of your word, to hold them back, to push them back, Lord. In Jesus' name, to break every plan, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, from Google, Lord Jesus, from Lock Talk Radio, Lord, from the Internet, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, browser, from people's computer, people's home, Lord, deliver them, Lord, 77 billion angels, Lord, to deliver the air, Black Talk Radio, Google, Lord, our home, Lord Jesus, our kid and family home, in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name, in Joshua's name, 7 billion angels, Lord, 7 billion angels, mighty Jesus, warriors, and your archangel, Lord, for to clean out the air, the powers of evil, and forces and child and Satan and all of them, Lord, be bound and rebuke in Jesus' name. I command, Lord Jesus, deliverance from the air, Lord. In Jesus' name, we come in agreement. We pray, Lord, that your people will be able to log in tonight and listen to the program, Lord, and be blessed, Lord Jesus. Be delivered, Lord. Receive word of encouragement, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jehoshua's name, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord will come around those that fear him, Lord, and will defend them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Mighty Lord, mighty God, I'm sorry for all doubt and unbelief 
and pray in Jesus' name, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God, give us your strength. Help me to speak, Lord Jesus. Speak through me tonight, Lord Jesus, to your people in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to you, Jesus. Oh, honor and praise to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. As good soldiers of Jesus Christ, we must endure. We must endure the hardship. We must endure the difficult time. We must stand firm in our belief and our faith. Now when Christianity faith is being questioned every day on CNN, on Fox News, and all these television channels that millions of people follow, we need to stand firm. We need to stand on the Word. We need to stand in our faith, and we got to believe God, believe His Word, that we are not moved, that we may be shaken but not moved, that we, that we know that we know that Christ is real, that His Word is true, and that He is coming for us to take us home, and that nothing is going to change our mind, nothing is going to change our belief and faith in Jesus Christ. Absolutely nothing on this earth. Absolutely no evil of this world, Lord, will move us in Jesus' name. We need to stand firm, brothers and sisters. Now more than ever, we need to be a testimony to the rest of the world that Jesus is real, that God is alive, and that he's a father, and we must be obedient. We have to be an example to the world, to the lost, to this darkened world. We must be a light. In the world, in Jesus' name, we pray. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be a light. Help us, Lord, to be perfect like our Father in heaven, to be holy like you're holy, to be humble like the Holy Spirit is humble. In Jesus' name, help us, Lord. Help us, in Jesus' name. We must be. Hallelujah. God is, and we must be. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. We must be obedient. We must keep his word. We must be true Christians. We must be true sons and daughters of God. We must be. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is time we stand firm. It is time we seek the Lord with all of our heart. And not lead on our own understanding. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It is time. It is time as soldiers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Paul said to Timothy, no man that worth entangle himself with the affair of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. We're here to please Jesus. He has chosen us to be a soldier for him. So we must understand, brothers and sisters, that we're here to please the Lord. We're here to do the will of God and not our own. And so our life must be pleasing to God. We cannot entangle ourselves with the affair of this life. Whatever is going on in government should not affect you. Whatever is going on in politics should not affect you and I. It's going on in the world, in this life. But our life don't pertain to this light anymore. We have been chosen from darkness and to light. Hallelujah. At one time, we were not a nation. We were not a people. Now we are a people of God. So as people of God, we must walk as people of God. We must live. We must have faith as people of God. 
We hear in Hebrews 11, 6, that without faith it is impossible to please him. But he that seeketh God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That dangerously seeking is daily seeking him. It's daily taking your cross and my cross, standing firm upon the rock that is Jesus Christ. This is the day, this is the hour that God has called us to serve him. We are the last generation. We are the last chosen people of God, chosen to serve him in this darkened hour, chosen to be light in this darkened world. He has chosen us before the foundation of the earth to be light in the last day. You may wonder, what am I doing serving God in this last day? God shows you and I before the foundation of this earth to be a light in the midst of the darkness in the last day. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why you and I are here. That's why we're serving God today. It was his plan. It was his purpose. And God's plans and purpose are perfect because God is perfect. God doesn't make a mistake. God is not a man that he will lie. God is God. And to this moment, he had never made a mistake and he never will. God knows the past. God knows the future. And he certainly knows the presence. He is certainly in charge of the presence, as he was in charge of the past, as he is in charge of the future. God holds the present in his hand, as he held the past in his hand, as he's holding the future in his hand. Our future is in him. Our future is in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Our future is in him. Jesus will be the Lamb. In the new millennium, in the new earth, in the new Jerusalem, our Father will be there also as our God. Hallelujah. And we will always be with the Lord, the Bible says. It is a kingdom that will endure, says Daniel, forever and ever. It's a kingdom who has no end that you and I are being called to. That you and I have been chosen to. That you and I have been selected to. That you and I have been elected to. An unending kingdom. An unending reign. Our king endures forever. Hallelujah. His reign endures forever. He has no beginning. And he has no end. Because he is the beginning. And he is the end too. He is the alpha. And he is the Omega. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brothers and sisters, yesterday morning, before I was praying in the morning, one, two o'clock with the Lord, I, I, whilst I was ending, uh, 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 almost ending my prayer, I said, Lord, will you take me to heaven tonight? And he said, yes, right away. Man, did I got excited. I love to go to heaven. I said, Lord, will you, will you take me to heaven? He said, yes. Amen. Then I thank him. I said, okay, Lord. Praise God. I was excited to see the Lord. Praise God. But I was also excited to just be 
go to heaven. Praise Jesus. There was a few uh, different revelations he gave me. But he then took me to heaven. As I'm entering heaven, had an angel on my right and an angel on my left. As I entered heaven, Jesus was standing right in front of me. As a soldier salute his general, I put my hand on, my, on top of my eyes like a soldier. Hallelujah. Reverence a general. And I bow down my head to Jesus with my right hand on top of my eyes. And I saluted my general. I saluted my general. Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. He looked at me. Hallelujah. And greeted me with a smile. Then he ordered one of the redeemed. And go, he said, go show him what I want him to see. Praise the Lord. He says, my son, everything is ready for my bride. As you see, the celebrations is already starting. As you see, the final touch for the wedding preparations are being finished. I'm looking at everything prepared he has for us. And I marvel of the beauty. There were things, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, that I was not allowed to see. There was things Jesus did not want me to see. I was curious to see more. But in that place where, I was, where Jesus was standing, where many redeems, with many redeemed who are invited to the wedding and angels. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord as Jesus greeted me. He said, you see, everything is prepared. Everything is ready for the, for the celebration to begin. To begin. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As he said, as he said, the celebration begins again. I saw people going, moving back and forward. Hallelujah. Like something major was about to happen. And in my, in the knowledge I had, that was a rapture. Everyone in heaven is looking to see that beautiful bride of Jesus. They're looking to see when she's entered heaven, when she sent to Jesus to the cloud. As Paul said through Thessalonians, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the trumpet of archangel. The dead in Christ will be risen first. Then we that are alive, that remain, will be cut up in the air. That same event was like a not going celebration. As people are so curious, as the redeeming angels are so curious. To see that beautiful bride of Christ enter through the cloud with Jesus. They are looking to see it. They are looking to see this event. Because they have been told the event is about to happen. Time is no more. Praise the Lord. I was so excited to be there. And to see their, their excitement. I can see the assignment of the redeemed on their faces. 
look into the cloud of heaven. Looking to see the bride of Christ enter with Christ. What a beautiful, hallelujah. What a beautiful thing to see. Praise the Lord. They know God's word and they trust his promise. Again, God is not a man that he will lie. God, he is telling them that in any second, the bride will enter with him through the cloud. So what are they doing? They are looking to the cloud to see the bride enter heaven. Imagine that. I said, oh, man, this is exciting. It's exciting to see it in their behalf, and it's exciting to be down here also in the expectancy of the sound of the trumpet and meeting the Lord in the air. And the Lord spoke and said, as you see, it is ready. The final touch is, is, is finishing, a finishing is being done. Praise the Lord and confirm the word of that woman who gave me that word a few days ago, who posted on, on my Facebook wall. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says to the redeemed, take them, because I want him to see this other thing. As the redeemed said, comes, I follow him. I said, leave Jesus and the angels and the redeemed. This redeemed, I'm walking with him. I noticed the two angels, one on my right, one on my left. Praise the Lord. They are so obedient to the Lord. They are so obedient to Christ. There is no disobedience in heaven. There is no disobedience. There are two places where there is disobedience, earth and hell. But not in heaven, not in heaven. Everyone is obedient to God in heaven. I follow the, 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 the redeemed. As he said, come, I will show you what has been made for the amazement. Hallelujah. For the enjoyment of the bride. Takes me to this place. And I see this beautiful scene. And these beautiful things we are going to ride on. Hallelujah. These, these things looks like, like um, I forgot what they are called. The people sit on and they, they run through this wire for long distance. And you sit there and you can enjoy the view. I forget. I forget. Uh, it's electrical card. Okay. I can't, I can't remember. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Zip line. Praise the Lord. Like trolley, zip line. But lift card, lift card, lift card is what it is. And I seen them made differently, but beautiful. High lift card, yes. And they go from this rope. It looks like metal rope. And the bride will go and will sit there and will take us everywhere. Hallelujah. This is what the celebration is going to be. And they were different color. And there's other things prepared for us that the details of them. I don't know if they're like museums. I, I believe it was like a type of museum. And, and, and we're going to be taken to these different buildings and different scenes. And it looks like different theaters of things for us to see. 
that they will be amazed. They were they were made by God, by by the redeemed and the angel. That's that I knew. The angels and the redeemed made these things, and they are marvelous. They are, oh man, the wisdom and all these things are incredible. Praise the Lord, and the knowledge and and things that will be shown to us that will stun us when we see them. We have none of these things on earth the way it's made in heaven. And I, oh, I was also shown to me that we will also have these things in the millennium. When the, before the Lord sent me with a redeem, he says, my son, was, no, I'm sorry, as I was standing with a redeem, the voice of the Lord came again and says, this has been made for my bride to enjoy. Hallelujah. But he said, when the, for the celebration, he says, then he said, that my bride should look forward to the millennium. We are going for seven years celebration to heaven, a short celebration. The Lord let me know it is a short celebration. But we need to be looking forward to the millennium, he says. He says, I want my children, tell them this, he said. Tell them this. I want them to be looking to the millennium, the thousand years with Christ. I want them to, 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 want, to, to know that that's where they're going to enjoy the millennium, he said, the millennium. Praise the Lord. His voice came to me to tell him, he said, tell them. That's what I want them to think about, that they're going to the millennium. Then it was like he allowed me to see into time, but not a specific, just to this discern the time. Praise the Lord. And as he allowed me to discern the time, I could see that right where we are, there's no more time for the rapture. And he, he it was like he gave me the rapture experience in heaven, and he let me see that the trumpet will sound any day now, and that at any moment from now, at any moment from now, any moment, he, he, he let me discern a time. We will be out of here. A lot of us been thinking been thanking a lot for the end of the year. We, we might not see the end of the year. We might not see the, the winter start. The beginning of winter. I'm telling you right now. We might not see the beginning of winter. I didn't even think we were so close. I didn't even think. Praise the Lord. I didn't even think it was so close. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. As he gave me the the, the rapture, the sermon of time, it was like no more. No more. It was like a second left and boom. We were raptured. Then as he brought me back to my body with a message for his bride, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. He again, immediately, I'm back to my body. I'm looking around my room from heaven. I'm back to my body. Then it was still early in the morning. And I said, let me, let me get some more sleep so I can get up and pray. And I started praying anyway in bed. Then all of a sudden I fell asleep again. Immediately took me into the tribulation. 
And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Praise Jesus. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Because I opened my eyes, and I noticed I'm in the tribulation. It was not It was not quite the tribulation yet. Not quite. It was still this, but in, in our future days to come. And I noticed that I'm still here. I'm planning to go to Massachusetts next month to visit my wife's family. We've been out of there almost for a year now. And I got to take my wife to go see her parents. So I, I, I go ahead and open my eyes, and I'm in Massachusetts, one of the store, one of the supermarket. As, in, as I am in one of the supermarkets in Massachusetts next month, it, it, it's how everything went about. Immediately I noticed that the tribulation was about to start, that the trumpet just sound, and that immediately I saw people in the supermarket turning into uh, werewolf or, or, what, or what people call a zombie. I know they're werewolf or wolf human animal, and immediately as I see them changing, people falling on the floor and twisting like snake and changing into, or people standing and changing into the werewolf, like Nebuchadnezzar, turning into a beast, I saw people turning into a beast, immediately I run through the aisle of all the food, and I'm climbing the aisle, and I fell through the other side, and I said, oh no. And I'm running through to find a, a piece of steak or something because I noticed one of the persons turning changing into a wolf was looking at me and it was coming this way to bite me. And because I know how to handle these werewolves, I seen so many movies. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm running for my life and I'm running to get a piece of steak and I noticed it was only door, like closest door. And I said, I'm gonna rip one of these closest door apart and and, and break it in to get a steak or something. So I can kill the werewolf, and I grab one of the door, and as I'm breaking it to the floor, the werewolf is running toward me, and immediately I hit him with the with the door on his neck, trying to trying. Revelation said that dead oh, people can only die by being beheaded. I know that. I know Revelation. I know. I know what Revelation uh, said that we need to be beheaded. They need to be beheaded. It's the only way. Without their head, they're powerless. The only way they're gonna be killed, these werewolves. You have you gotta cut their head, you gotta put a, a, a stick through their neck or something. That's exactly what I did. Immediately. And I saw people screaming, women were screaming, men were screaming. So weird, men were screaming. Like women. And scared because they either had a werewolf biting their leg or their arm. And they, they couldn't push them off. They were too strong for them. And I, I'm running for cover. I'm running for my life. I'm like, well, it's hard, me, it's hard for me to try to say 300 people with 500 or more werewolf here. So I'm looking for the door out. I'm, I'm running for my life. And I said, oh, man, I'm in this tribulation again. The Lord just brought me here again. Man, I'm going to have to run for my life again. Praise the Lord. I'm aware of what's going on. Praise the Lord. But in that second, the Lord takes me and let me experience time that was none. 
none. None. And I'm like, oh boy. There's no time. There's even less time than... than it, I, the only thing I can tell you was like three seconds before the tribulation starts. And the spirit. Three seconds. Remember I started with an hour and 20 minutes left and then went down? This time I only saw three seconds. Three seconds in the spirit for the tribulation to start. I don't know how many days that is. I don't know if it's a month. I just don't know. I'm being sincere. I being sincere. I saw it in the spirit. It was it was if you if you put up a clock in the spirit and you see that needle go one, two, and three, boom, the tribulation starts. The trumpet sound, the tribulation start. That's what I saw. That's what I experienced in the spirit. Praise the Lord. And so, um, what did the Lord say to me a couple of years ago? That the tribulation will start in 2014. We, we are so close. This time I was shocked how close we are. I thought we had more time. I was, I was looking to December or something. I don't think we're going to make it to December. Way before December, I think something something is going to happen. Hallelujah. That's why the Lord is really, uh, as he's showing his prophet, how soon the rapture, the tribulation is. People are, are even when some of the people hear the Lord speaking to them, first thing the Lord said, time is over, my, my children. Time is over. There's really no time. There is really no time. We don't have a minute in the spirit. Not even one minute. Not even one minute we have left. So prepare to go home with the Lord. Prepare to meet Jesus in the cloud. Just prepare. I'm telling you, we don't have time. We don't. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There we go. April 26th. Now we, we don't... We, we are. We don't have 20 minutes. That's where we are now. This, this is incredible. I, I was shocked myself. And the Lord wanted me to see this. He wanted me to discern this. And I'm like, wow. Hallelujah. Wow. What we have ahead, what the Lord says to me, is to enjoy the celebration of the rapture. It's the only thing we have left. And to just go to the millennium. The millennium, he says to me, tell them, I want them to, to think of going to the millennium. The millennium, my son, tell them, he says to me, with a clear out of a voice in front of the redeemer and the angel. And I'm like, okay, I'm being obedient. I'm giving out the message. I, I wanted to go come in body show last night and just tell them, but I knew he had a message prepared from the Lord to give his people. But I wanted to come on the air and just tell tell the people what the Lord says to me. But the Lord prepare it for tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He prepared this nine for me to say this. Hallelujah. Pray, Jesus. Time is over. Prepare to meet the Lord in the air. Prepare to meet Jesus in the cloud. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare to meet the Lord, brothers and sisters. We are going to 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 meet the Lord. We are going to go to heaven because the Lord has promises to us. And Jesus, hallelujah, 
is not a man that he will lie. Praise Jesus. He knows he knows how, how difficult it is for me to come here and tell people this message. He knows I'm putting myself in in a lot of trouble, or I'm getting myself in a lot of trouble, but I'm doing it for the Lord. He knows it's very difficult for me to come on the radio and tell thousands of people the time is over. That we may have just three three seconds before the trumpet sound in the spirit. I don't know how many days a week that is. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It it is it is just I was stunned as you are. I was stunned. He wanted to make sure I see it. I could discern it clear. And I can deliver this message tonight. I could give his people this message. The time is over. The only thing we should think about, he said. The only thing I want my people to think about, he says to me in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It's the, it's the millennium. It's the millennium, my son, he said. The millennium. Give them this message, he said. Give them this message. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm being an obedient here. And when you see the Lord in, the, in heaven, when you go home in the rapture and you see the Lord, Hallelujah. Ask the Lord if he gave me this message. Ask the Lord if every message I have given you from him, that I have said is from him, is from him. Please don't hesitate to pray about everything I say because I have received confirmation from people on everything I have said. And the Lord has said to them, whatever he has given my people are my message, he said. Mine is. So I'm giving you his message. His message. Time is over. It's over. That's it. The, when, when he allowed me to look into time, there was none. None. It was everything right in front of me. Just happened. Before I could tell of time, this time I could not. I, that's, how, that's how fast things went, right before my eyes. I could not discern time, really, because there were none. How can you discern in the spirit something that is not? You can only discern what it is as he has given me the sermon, as he's given me the knowledge and wisdom. Hallelujah. And the gift. I could not. I could not. I could not. It was all unfolded right before my eyes. It was like to John the Apostle, uh, the revelation of John was all unfolded right before his eyes. How can you not see it? How can you ignore it? It's right before your eyes. That's how it was being shown to me. That's how it was being revealed to me to tell his people. And he said, tell them that the only left is a, is a celebration and the millennium. The only thing left, he says to me, tell them that the only thing left for them is a celebration, the wedding celebration, and the millennium. That is what I want them to think about, the millennium. And I'm like, oh, boy. It, it, it was a powerful voice speaking to me, Jesus Christ. So I wanted to make sure I would deliver this message to his people, the Lord. Believe me, it was not easy. When you come back to your body, you have all these struggles because you're back. When you're free in the spirit in heaven and you're enjoying everything that is going on, and then you're back into this body. And I don't want to want to murmur or complain. The Lord says that 
He wants me to be a soldier. He wants you to be a soldier and be strong, to endure hardship as a soldier of Christ. He is our general, and I salute him as my general. As I bow my head with my hand on top of my eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word. Lord, I'm delivering your message, Lord. Please confirm. Please confirm to your people. Confirm to your bride, Lord Jesus. Let their hope and their heart, Lord, be there. Hope, Lord Jesus, for you. Hope for your heaven. Hope for the millennium. Help us to hope for the millennium. Hallelujah. You want us, Lord, to be focused on you and to be thinking about the millennium. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, you and I can be happy that there's no more time left. And he's not going to ask the Father for more time. One thing he assured me back in April. Thanks, my son, as I told you, as I showed you from the beginning of this year. Back in January, he reminded me of that. As I showed me, as he told me, he said, he said to me back then in January, with two angels and my daughter, Emerald there, that I will be in heaven this year. You think I'm not praying that I will be in heaven this year almost every day? Thank you. He just said yes. He just said yes to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, yes, I will be in heaven this year. He's just confirming, hallelujah. This year, this year, he says to me, I will be in heaven. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited. I feel like running. I'm excited I will be in heaven this year. And then he has some, someone tell me that as he showed me different occasions that I will be going home in the rapture, in the rapture. Hallelujah. It's here. It's closed. Only the Father knows the day and the hour. I tell you, though, I tell you, though, only the Father knows the day and the hour. It's closed, though. There's no more time before the trumpet sound. I thought we had at least to the end of the year. I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe we're here to December, November, December. You know, we have more time to do this and that. But that's, that's not what he's showing me. That's not what he's allowed me to discern. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let the will of God be done and not ours. Let his will be done. I'm excited with what the Lord had told me and showed me. And that's why he wanted me to tell his people. He said, tell my people. Tell my children. And I'm letting you know what he said, what he showed me. Praise the Lord. But he looked at me and smiled as he walked on, welcomed me. And I saluted him as my general. I bowed down to him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he gave order to the redeemed an angel to go ahead and, and show me what he wanted me to see. Everything is ready. He has surprises for us. There are things I was not allowed to see, but I know they were there. I knew in my spirit they were there. I knew they were prepared. As he says, I have prepared all this for my children and much more, he says. I have prepared all this for my children and much more, he said, for them to see and enjoy. For them to see and enjoy, he says to me. Hallelujah. Go show him what I want him to see. 
And that's how they took me to see this, this wild lift, lift up card. They were amazing. We're going to have an amazing view in heaven to see everything he had made. Everything he had made. Praise the Lord for his bride. He wants us to enjoy heaven. Brothers and sisters, he wants us to enjoy heaven. If you find yourself flying in heaven after the rapture, it's okay. It's okay if you can fly. It's okay if other people cannot. As you get a glorified body, some will be allowed to fly in the, in the spirit of thought. Others may not. Others may not. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's like some angel has wind out of the dome. They all fly, yes. But some have wind, others don't have wind. Amen. More will be revealed to us in heaven as we go. Just prepare to go home with the Lord. Stay in daily repentance. Very important. Very important. Jesus said in, in, in Luke 9.23, as he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up that cross daily and follow me. We need to continue to follow Jesus until the trumpet sound. Right until the, the, the trumpet sound, we have to continue to follow the Lord. Final preparations, final touch, hallelujah, are being completed. Hallelujah. As we are excited, time Praise the Lord has ran out. We will be out of here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Follow me. Matthew 8, 22 said, Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Let the dead bury their dead. Get busy with God. Get busy with the Lord in prayer. Get busy with Jesus. Let the dead bury the dead. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, 19, and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fish as a man. Fish as a man. Praise the Lord. Many likes to fish. I, lo I love to fish. But he also made me a fisher of man. So we must follow the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amos seven fifteen. the Lord took me. As I follow the flock, and the Lord said unto me, Go prophesy unto my people Israel. Amen. As we follow the flock, as we walk with our brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is a call unto us. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 9, 9, and Jesus passed from, from four hands. He saw a man named Matthew sitting in the custom house, and he said unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. We are each are being called by Jesus to follow him. What do we need to do? Let's do what Matthew did. Matthew followed him. Let's follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 10, 38. And he that taken not his cross. And he that taken not his cross and follow after me. He is not worthy of me. Why do we need to follow Jesus? Because if we don't, we are not worthy of him. If we don't follow him now, if we don't follow him at all, 
We are not worthy of him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are being made worthy by obedience. We are being made worthy by obedience again. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he is calling us to follow him. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus said in 19 of Matthew 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou will be perfect, go and sell what thou hast, hast and give it to the poor, that thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. He is calling everyone, don't matter if you're rich, don't matter if you're rich or poor. Hallelujah. He is calling us to follow him. Are you following Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Will you continue to follow him? Things are difficult, but he's calling us to follow him. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Can you say, yes, Lord, I will follow you? Hallelujah. Matthew 19, 28, and Jesus said unto them, Barely I said unto you, that ye that have followed me in this generation, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Hallelujah. Some just want to be part of the twelve tribes of Israel. Some other will judge them. Read it right there in the Word of God. Some will judge them. That's how important our, our calling is. That's why we must follow. This is why we must follow, because we have a special calling upon our shoulder, upon our life. But we must be true follower of Jesus Christ. We must be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 2, 14. As he passed by, he saw Levi, or Levi, the son of Ephraim, sitting in the custom booth. And he said unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. Very simple. Brother, how do I serve Jesus? Follow him. Follow Jesus whenever he's taking you to. Hallelujah. He knows where we're going. Just follow him. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Mark 2.15, and it came to pass as Jesus uh, sat in me a Levi house, and many Republicans and sinners had also together with Jesus and his disciples. For the, there were many, and they followed him. Very simple message. Hallelujah. You want to serve God? Follow Jesus. He knows where we're going. He came from God, and he's taking us to God. He is the way, the true and the life. No one comes to the Father said through him. Hallelujah. Mark 8, 8, 8, 34. And when he had called the people unto him, with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever come after me, let him deny himself, take up the, his cross, and follow me. Take your cross. Now, listen to this. Jesus is asking you and I to take our cross. What are you doing taking someone else's cross? Are you listening? I'm not, I'm not judging or pointing finger. And I'm not telling you don't help other people. But Jesus said for you to take your cross. Be careful that you don't have three tr cross on you. Be careful that you don't have three cross on you. Like the man who went in the whole world 
but loses his own soul. See, this walk can be so difficult. We can make it difficult. Because Jesus is only asking you to carry one cross. But we want to carry three and four and ten and twenty cross. And when Jesus says, take off his cross and follow me. He's not asking you to take to walk with two cross, three cross. He's only asking you to take your cross. One cross. Not two or three or twenty. You're going to find out that when you carry someone else's cross, you can't walk. Your walk becomes so difficult. So difficult. You're like, oh, man, this is hard. I can't pray thinking about your problem. I can't pray thinking about what you told me. I can't pray thinking about your situation. I can't pray, my sister, my brother. All nine, I was just thinking about your problem. I could not pray. Hallelujah. Be careful. Take your cross, thy cross. Remember, thy cross. Jesus said. Hallelujah. Mark 10, 21 says, Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, so whatever thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and take Take up the cross and follow me. Some say take up thy cross. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is so awesome. Mark fourteen fifty one, and they will follow him, a certain young man, having a linen cloth cast about his naked body, and the young man lay hold behold on him. Hallelujah. This man was barely naked, he was following Jesus. Follow Jesus with whatever you have. With whatever you have on you. Praise the Lord. Just follow him. Luke 5, 27. And after these things, he went forward and saw a Republican named Levi. Beautiful. Sitting on the custom house, and he said unto him, follow me. Amen. Mark and Luke just come in agreement in that revelation there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Luke 9, 59 saying, he said unto another, follow me. Simple message. Hallelujah. Oh, you wicked man, repent. No, he didn't say that. He just said, follow me. You know, because you follow Jesus, he'll change you in a way. The way of God is pure. The way of God is holy. The way that God is excellent. You follow him on his, on you, on his way, because he is the way. And his way is holy. As you follow Jesus on his way, hallelujah. You'll be on your way to the cross. He's, he's on his way taking you to heaven. He starts cleansing you. He starts purifying you. He starts revealing these things about your life. He starts telling you the thing he wants you to, uh, the thing he wants to remove out of your life. But he won't say to you, just leave this. He'll help you leave it. If he say, my daughter, leave this, that is not pleasing to me. He's already given you the strength and knowledge and wisdom. See, God knows what he's doing. We are the one guessing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. This man needed to go bury his family. He was very busy with his, fa- with his family problems. Family problems. Hallelujah. He had no time to follow Jesus. There's so many people listening tonight, or there's so many people that will listen to this program that 
are so busy with family problems that they can't follow Jesus. They can't pray. They can't read the Word. They don't have time to fast. They just don't have time. They are too busy with work and family and many other things. Jesus got to be first. I tell you this. Jesus got to be first in your family, your work, and everything in order for you to be able to follow him. He's simply asking you to follow him. He knows you have problems. He knows this problem in your family. But as you follow him and put him first, he'll help you, you and your family solve those problems. Jesus only has solution. This war and the devil only has problems. Hallelujah. That's why he has called us out of the world, out of darkness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Luke 9, 61 says, another said also, Another, another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me go bid those farewell who are at home at my, fa- at my house. He was so occupied with friends. Sometimes friends can occupy your time. You need to be careful. Everything has to be in order in God. Your friend can occupy your time so much that you will not have time to follow Jesus, to seek the Lord, to pray, to fast, to be in the Word. Some brothers and sisters said, brother, I don't have time to, to be reading the word or fasting or praying because I got all these things to do and I, I got so many friends. And I have to spend time with my friends. That is a problem. That is a problem. Jesus, God must be first. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, God is so awesome. Hallelujah. I hope God is speaking to your life tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope the Lord is speaking to your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John 1.43 says, The day following Jesus will go forward into Galilee and found Philip and said unto him, Follow me. Philip, we know, was a great disciple in the book of Acts. How did God use him so mightily? Simple. He followed Jesus. Every time you follow the Lord, your life will never be the same. You will not be the same if you follow Jesus. He will take you where you've never been before. Hallelujah. He'll change you from the inside out first. Hallelujah. John 8, 12 says, And spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follow me should not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Very serious, very specific. He is the light of the world. You want to see where you're going? Hallelujah. You want God to reveal your walk with him? Follow Jesus. He is the light. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is the light of the world. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the life of every man. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, you better have time for our Lord Jesus. Best time you will ever spend in the life. Amen. That is so true, Brother Body. The best time. Hallelujah. Now, how do you know you are a sheep of Jesus? Well, John 10, 27 says this. Jesus said this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Hallelujah. Three things. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. That's how you know if you are true Christians. 
This is how you know whether you are serving God or not. How do you, how, but look, first says, my chief here, my boys, if he's giving you dream, if he's giving you vision, if you're reading his word, the first voice of God to your life is the Bible. Are you listening? The first voice of God to your life is the Bible. Are you reading the Bible? Are you taking time to read his word? That's the first voice. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. In another word, they spend time with me. And know, I know them talks about a relationship. You cannot know someone unless you spend time with them. You can never say, I know this person without spending an hour, at least an hour daily with that person. In order for you to say, I know this person. I really know. I really know body. How can I say this? I only spoke with body on the line on the phone like once or twice. I, I, I seen body on the Lord's house in the chat room. We say hi. We say shalom. I don't really know body. I love the message. I know he's a man of God and his, and his, and his wife. I know they love the Lord. The Lord gives you testimony of them. They love God. They seek God. I know they spend time with God, but I don't really know them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know they love God, but I don't really know them personally. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But Jesus says, I know them. Well, Jesus knows body and his wife, Brenda. He knows them. How does Jesus know them? How do they know Jesus? Hallelujah. Because they spend time with the Lord. Jesus spent time with them. So there's a relationship between them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And they follow me. How do I know Brenda and Body follow Jesus? Because they talk about him all the time. Praise the Lord. When you follow someone, you know. You know. I know them. Someone, you hear them through his word. Praise the Lord. You follow them. You are, we, they are Jesus' follower. And they talk about it. And you see how they express themselves. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. It's a relationship. Hallelujah. They have with Jesus. Nothing most beautiful than that. Hallelujah. John 2, 22, 26, I'm sorry. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Hallelujah. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. My goodness, what an honor to follow Jesus. <laughs> what an honor from God to follow Jesus. It's an honor. It's not just a simple thing. It's an honor to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. My, had any man served me, him will my father honor. You want to be honored by God? You want God to honor you when you go home in the rapture? You want God to honor you? Follow Jesus. Very simple. If any man serve me, let him follow me. Hallelujah. And where I am, where is Jesus? In heaven. Jesus is in heaven. Hallelujah. There shall my servant be raptured. Word. Caught, caught up. Some people don't like the word rapture. It's not biblical. Caught up in the air. This shall my, my, my servant be. We are serving a Christ. 
And he said that where he is, we should also be there too. Hallelujah. And we will be honored. Hallelujah by Father God. We, will, we are going to be honored by God. What a beautiful thing that is. Hallelujah. John 13, 36. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, where did that go? Where did go thou? Jesus answered him. Whether I go thou can not follow me now. It was not time for Peter to go to heaven. But thou should follow me afterward. So it's not that you know I'm leaving you and I'm forgetting about you or nothing. You will you will follow me but afterward, later. Hallelujah. Did Jesus follow did Peter follow Jesus later? Of course he did. Peter is in heaven with Jesus. He followed him later in his time, in the time God had. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Peter made her. The disciple made it to heaven. And where Jesus is in heaven, they also are. And so you and I will also be, brothers and sisters. It is his promise. And God is not a man that he will lie. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John 21, 19, and spoke he signifying what, what, by what dead he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. Very simple message. Hallelujah. John 21, 22 says, Jesus said unto him, if I will that he tarry till I come, talking about John, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Don't worry about what God do with other people. Ah, some people are, you know, so concerned about what other what God is doing in other people's life. Why are you so concerned what God told other ministers, what's happening in their life? Don't be concerned about these things. See, John was a great minister. Peter, the disciple, was worried what was going to happen with John because he was so special. He was such a loving disciple. And Jesus said, if I, if I will, if I want, in another word, that he will last till I come, what come what? The rapture. If I will for John to last until I come, until the rapture time, or cut off time, what is to thee? What's the matter with you? Or what would that matter to you? Follow that. I mean, just you follow me. Worry about your personal relationship. Hallelujah. Just worry about your relationship with the Lord. Don't worry what God is doing without other people. If the other person is part of the 144,000, don't worry about these things. Follow Jesus. Don't bring concern from life to yourself. Don't carry someone else's cross. Jesus is only asking you to carry your cross and follow him. Why are you carrying two and three and four and ten crosses on you? Don't you understand that if you keep with these heavy crosses on you, you're going to find it impossible to walk. That's why I hear Christians, oh, this is so difficult to be a Christian. When Jesus said, my joke is light. Hallelujah. Yeah, exactly. Carrying someone else's cross will wear you out, will get you tired and bored. That's why so many people get tired and bored. They keep carrying someone else's cross. God is only asking them to carry their own cross. No, but they want to carry everybody else's cross. 
Oh, is that some, I so, I'm so concerned for my neighbor. I'm so concerned for this other country. Listen, what did Jesus say about the concern of his life? Did you not worry or worry not? Hallelujah. Worry not. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Worry not. Praise the Lord. Pray for them. In prayer, is give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord in prayer. You, you take you take this. Someone comes to you and say, "Oh, let me tell you what's happening in my life. Oh, it's so difficult." And then you you're all worked out before you go to prayer. Oh, I can't believe that's happening to you, my sister. I can't believe that happening to you, my brother. Oh, oh, I feel I feel your burden. I feel your, what? Give it to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Give his burden. Give her burden to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Some people are carrying the burden of other people. They can't pray. They, they can't pray. They can't fast. They, they can't read the Bible. They can't focus because of the burden of other people. They can. They can. They can. And some people say, I can't go on seeing my brother suffering this way. It, it is tearing me apart. God have mercy. Give it to Jesus. It's breaking my heart apart. I can't think. I can't focus. Give it to Jesus. First, first thing someone comes, someone comes to me giving me a problem, a serious problem, life and death problem. Immediately I tell them, I'll pray. Okay, I'll pray. I'll pray. I give it to Jesus. I learn to give it to Jesus. Oh, they want me to. They, they they want me to immediately go crying. Stop what I'm doing. Stop preaching the message and get on my knees and cry for hours and hours for them in their situation. That's what they want me to do. But I have learned to give it to Jesus. Because if I do that, I will have no time to, to preach. I will have no time to teach. I will have no time at all. With all the problems people send me through emails or call me that they're going through, Hallelujah. I give them to Jesus. I give it to the Lord. I take it in prayer with the Lord. I say, Lord, look what my sister, my brother is going through. Help them. Help them. Hallelujah. And I know the Lord does. I have people say, man, thank you for praying for me. I, I really felt something special. This day, I said, I was going through all this that I told you. I take it before the Lord. I'm not going to carry those problems. No way. Hallelujah. Praise you. It's, it's, it's going to be a stumbling block for my own walk. It's going to be a stumbling block. Someone else's problem, if you take it serious, it's going to be a stumbling block on your own walk. Because you say, I can't pray. Honey, I'm sorry, but I can't pray. Your wife is calling you to prayer. You're calling your wife to prayer, and she's like, I'm sorry, honey, I can't pray. What, what she just told me, it just took my blessing away. That's what the enemy wants. That if you don't learn to give it to Jesus, it will eat you alive. Other people's problem. Oh, people are telling me the situation they're going through. And you're, and you're sitting there like, oh, I can't believe you're going through that, my sister, my brother. You know, you really, you really care for them. But you have to learn to give it to Jesus. Oh, it's going to eat your life. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. Yeah, you sincerely care. It's not that you, it, by me doing that, don't mean I don't care. It's that it will affect me so much that I, it will disturb my walk. That's why you hear people, I, I, I can't pray. I can't pray. I can't focus on my prayer. 
I can't pray. And they go days and weeks without praying because of someone else's problem. My mother is one of those persons. My old mother is this way. A neighbor comes, oh, this person died. She's, she's all broken down, crying for that other person. And she can't, she can't function no more. Takes her hours and days grieving that other person's suffering. That other person lost. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there was this, this neighbor of her that, that was going through serious problems. And, and God gave, him, gave her the time to speak to him before he killed himself. Two days before he killed himself, he comes to my mom telling my mother everything he's, he was going through. And my mother canceled him and said, listen, you know, uh, you know trust God. Just don't, don't, don't make no, no, no harsh decision. Just wait. Things will get better. It's only a season, a, a, a bad season you're going through this and that. And my mother was there. She, you know, she was comforting this guy and all that. Two days after that, his wife goes into in the room. He, he's uh, on the stairway. He hanged himself. He tied a rope to his neck and hanged himself on his own stairway. Oh, the neighbor comes crying to my mom. Oh, my husband killed himself. My mom is a nervous wreck crying, broken down. That took my mother weeks, weeks after she called me. And I'm ministering to her now on the phone. It takes my mother weeks to, to really come out of that grieving. She was crying every day. She was broken down. She could not function. She could not go shopping. She could not do anything. Hallelujah. And so I told, I always, you know, praise the Lord, saying to her, don't worry about them, mother. Don't worry about them, mother. Because I know how she is. She takes other people's crosses. She puts it on her shoulder, and she cannot walk. She cannot walk. She, she got the crosses on them. And so then she realized that, well, I better give it to God. I better give it to the Lord. And then, oof, the cross goes away. Now she's carrying her own cross. Light. My joke is light. She's carrying Jesus' joke. It's it's light. It's easy. I I remember when I used to be this way. Not no more. And some people think that because you act this way, you don't care. No, 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 no. Is that you learn because you make mistake. There were people. There were people in my church going through problems. The pastor were going through problems. Unfair things were happening to them. That I stopped praying. I stopped fasting. I stopped seeking God. It affected me. The pastor and the wife, after so many years, 20, 30, almost 30 years being marriage, older than the son, the, mar- the, marriage, the marriage in the church was breaking up. And I was, the pastor was like my father. I, this guy was like my father. She was like my mother. And, and, and the relationship was breaking up. They was having problems, serious problems. And, and they started telling me about, about the problem. I was immature still in the church. And they were telling me these things. I could not pray. I could not focus. Just thinking about the problem. I could not see God. I could not function. I could not read the word. I could not focus on the word. And I went like this for, for, for weeks and months. Weeks and months. And it was like the Lord just, just, the Lord had to reach out to me. My son, what are you doing? It's not your problem. Give it to me in prayer, my son. Give it to me. Hallelujah. Come to me, either I labor and heavy lion. I will give you rest, he said. That was Jesus talking to me. I will give you rest. Just give that burden to me, the Lord says. 
man, after months, seven months, I think it's all, where I could not see God, where I could, I could, I could hardly feel His presence anymore. I couldn't. I, I could not focus. So the Lord talked to me and walked me out from that, from me sleeping. Many are sleeping with this type of problem. Hallelujah. It says, Psalm, just give, him, give, give the burden to me. Just give it to me, my son. And I say, oh, Lord, I give, you my, I give you this burden, Lord Jesus. Holy Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my burden, Lord. I give you my burden. Take this burden from my heart, Lord Jesus. Give this burden. And sometimes I would do it out of my lips out. I would take the burden out, Lord. I said, no, give it to me, my son. Again, Lord Jesus, I give you my burden, Lord Jesus. Take this burden from these people, Lord. Take this marriage. Whatever is happening, Lord, between them, help them out, Lord Jesus. Restore this marriage, Lord Jesus. But I give you this burden. I don't want to think about this anymore, Lord. I don't want to even think about this burden. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you, Jesus. I give it to you, Jesus. I give this burden to you, Jesus. I was being praying. I give it to you, Lord. Take this burden from my heart, Lord. I don't want to have this burden anymore in my heart, Lord. It's eating me alive. Take this burden from me, Lord. Man, as I gave my burden to Jesus, I'm praying. I just, just, oh, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I learn, I learn. Then every burden, someone will come to me, oh, let me tell you what's going on in my life. I said, Lord, I give you this burden, Lord Jesus. This person just told me, Lord, I give you this burden. Help this person, Lord. You carry this burden. You help this person, Lord Jesus. But I give it to you, Lord Jesus. I give you this burden, Lord Jesus. I take you the burden. I give them the name, Lord. I tell them the name. I said, Lord, I give you the burden of this person and that other person. I give it to you, Lord. I don't want to carry this burden. Lord, I don't want to carry the burden. I don't want this burden to affect my spiritual life. I give this burden to you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, what a release. What a release. If someone had told you a problem and had put his, their cross on you, give that burden to Jesus. Just, just give it to Jesus. Don't, don't carry the cross. Jesus is only asking you to carry your cross. And your cross is the cross of Jesus. It's light. Hallelujah. It's light. My joke is easy. My burden is light and my joke is easy. It's easy. Hallelujah. Give it to the Lord. Praise Jesus. Just give it to the Lord. Don't carry it. And you'll see that your world becomes so easy. You are so free. You're having a problem with your wife. Give that cross to Jesus. That burden to Jesus. You have a problem with your husband. Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my wife, Lord. Please take the burden on my wife. Lord Jesus, I give you my husband. I give you the burden on my husband. Lord Jesus, my kids, Lord, my kids. Lord, I give you the burden on my kids. The name them, name them. Give them, give you, Lord, the name. Uh, uh, Martha, uh, Mary, uh, Joseph, Lord. I give you the burden on my sons, Lord. And my daughter, I give you the burden. My grandsons, Lord Jesus. I give you the burden on my grandson, Lord Jesus. I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you, Jesus. I give you the burden until you feel that burden leaves you. And prayer, give it to Jesus. And you, I know you love your kid and your grandsons. Give the burden to Jesus. It will wear you out. It will get you tired. It will get you distracted. Hallelujah! Give it to Jesus. Let Him carry it for you. Let Him help them. Hallelujah. I remember what the Lord what the Lord says to my mother in law. She was always worried for her kids. Oh, it was wearing her out. Hallelujah. 
And the Lord says, my daughter, give all your kids to me. They're like 12. My mother-in-law had 12 kids. She worried why I'm going to jail, why I'm getting trapped in another way. They were all going to problems in the marriage and this and that. And the Lord said, just give them to me, my daughter. Just give them to me. I can better take care of them. Give me the burden of your kids. The Lord said to my mother-in-law, and she was crying like I was, yes, Lord, I give I give you the burden of my care, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus, I give you the burden of my care, Lord. Take the burden of my care, Lord. And a year after, she will have that burden back again. Or a few months after, she'll have them. Like, Mommy, Mommy, I'm going through this problem, Mama. Help me, Mother. Help me, Mother. If they were going through a financial problem, they're calling her. She's like, she, do you know I'm, I'm in a set income? My daughter, my son, I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a set income. If if I if I take money out out of my income, I'm taking out of money out of my rent, or out of my food to give it to you. I will pray for you. And she's she's thinking of taking the 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 money from the rent and give it to them. And sometimes she dead. She went and a lot of trouble herself by doing that. Hallelujah. And the Lord will say back to her, give me, give, give me the burdens of your kids. See, if you don't give the Lord the burden of your kids, and every time they get a, a money trouble, they're going to come to you, and you, you don't have much to give. You may help them with a little today, but you, you don't have really enough money to keep sending them a check to be supporting them all the time. So God wants you to give it to them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God wants you to give it to them because he, he wants to give you peace. Peace that surpasses understanding. Joy. He wants you to walk in peace and joy because that's what's heaven. You want to feel what heaven is like? Walk in peace and love and walk in joy of the Lord. Walk in peace and joy of the Lord, and you will feel what heaven is like every day, every second. Peace and joy all the time. There's no worry in heaven. There's no concern in heaven. God is in control. Everybody in heaven knows that. And they're not worried about any, any, anything. They are not worried at all. Everything is being taken care of by God for them. And God is also taking care of us and our family when we pray. Don't you think that when you pray, God hears you? And he's immediately at work for your family, for your care. He's protecting them. He's keeping them. He's helping them. The best way you cannot help them, hallelujah, is the best way you cannot help them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I remember the, the, the mother that came to the pastor one day and said, Pastor, you know, I don't understand God. Pastor, she's crying in the office. I don't understand God, Pastor. What is going on, sister? Calm down. Calm down, sister. What is going on with you? The pastor said, oh, Pastor, I don't, I don't understand God. I don't know what God is doing. I ask him to do one thing, and he does another, Pastor. I don't know if God hears my prayer or if God answers my prayer. I don't know, Pastor. I don't know because I ask him for one thing, and he did another thing. 
Hallelujah. And so, so what happened, sister? What happened, the pastor? So tell me what happened. Shalom, sister Carla. Pastor, I went, my 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 kid was on drugs. Pastor, for he been on drugs for a couple of years, and I'm praying hard for him. I'm praying every day before God for God to keep him, for protect him, not to go to jail, to protect him that he will serve him and all that. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, Pastor, what did God do? And God put him in jail. Hallelujah. And the Lord revealed to the pastor that the reason he put him in jail was to keep him from the street of being killed and to, he, there he will listen to his gospel, be saved, and be cleansed from drugs. Hallelujah. That's what the pastor said. Hallelujah. And so she said, Sister, don't you understand that God put him in there so he can save him from being killed. He can cleanse him out from drugs. And he can listen to his word and he can listen to God finally. Because in the street and drugs, he don't want to listen to God. But he won't listen to him in jail. Hallelujah. You don't know how many, how many men God sent me to in jail to minister to them. That are today great ministers of God. God cleanse them. 